0: All right, you ready, you animal? Hold on.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'm ready to go.
0: Hello welcome to this, the Ian Prendercast, another Manchester United podcast. We brought to you as always by 121 Media and MGA. And I think that in the end we can agree that 22-23 was a successful season. Some teething pains with the new manager, but a cup in the bag, a cup final to come. Champions League football secured. We naturally want for more than that, but um, I think we can be happy with what's been achieved in the first season under Eric Ten Hag. Only joking. I'm still talking about that fucking rabble, Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> Do who
1: was your player this season? Just Rashford.
0: Before.
1: Okay, yeah, okay. I, I get it, and it's it probably is Rashford, but Casemiro was very, he very missed
0: way too many games because <laughs> <laughs> he kept really tackling. Hey, when he people. missed,
1: when he missed, we weren't half as good.
0: <laughs> well, this, we would have the season would have been in the bag. Three weeks ago yeah. If you had to miss six, Seven games
1: with suspension He went to strangle someone And then said Oh shit I better adjust his collar <laughs>
0: <laughs> It was that after He tried to break someone's leg Anyway yeah. That's uh, removed the tension Because It's the big Fabaganoush uh, You were very emotional On the text last night Fabaganoush oh, I'm, um, I'm
1: still I'm still going to bring That same level of energy
0: you know, you really did test the processing power of your iPhone. You were bombarding the group chat with just hate, it, basically. It,
1: they were four-line sentences.
0: That's about as angry as I think we've seen you on the text, and it made me just think I reflected upon it. This this is the one that's broken you. Oh, it's, yeah. It's been a long time coming. It could have been any one of – in the time we've been doing this show, it could be any one of about ten results, but this is the one that's absolutely done you in.
1: it It, it probably has, but – it's, it's, I've woken up this morning with uh, a sense of...
0: Even greater anger?
1: Re, no, nah, relief. Okay. I, I think I've just gone, that's it, done. Oh. As far as like just that, that hardcore emotional attachment.
0: Until they... Are until you saying forever or until they, they will
1: need. They will need to climb Mount Everest to reattach this emotional cable. that is I think been, there's
0: people like you that they want to believe... Fox Mulder style, but it's like you've actually got to give me something. Mm. I've invested Fox Mulder style.
1: Trust no one. I trust. <laughs> I do not <laughs> trust anybody. Stone <laughs> Cold
0: <called laughs> Steve Austin. Don't trust anybody. DTA. Um, I think that yeah, there's a level of fans who are all in all the time, and that's fine. And then there's the guys that are a bit like us who are like, I think we've given you enough love. You got to you got to give us you got to give us something back.
1: You got to return. Last night, the reason last night's performance is the one is because. Across every element of the football club, we were let down. I'm talking about from. I reckon the guys packed the wrong boots. I reckon the guys cut the oranges wrong. I reckon everything, the wrong lollies were in the coaches. Everything from that, from the president down to the receptionist. And you did send it that. I think you sent the image of the tweet when someone says, "Oh, if you get rid of Voss, you got to get rid of everyone else." And was it was it you? And someone said, Oh, what are you gonna do? Get rid of the receptionist too. And someone said, Yeah, yeah, she's gonna go as well. The whole the whole
0: joint needs a clean, needs we're, to clean we're gonna out. we're gonna talk about all this. So not to bury lead here, uh where is my sing sting? Hi everybody Not here. The good doctor. The good doctor is in uh would you say he's busy blowing the next Davis family holiday at the track? He The punting baron. He's getting rid of the next Davis family nest egg. He 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 does well for himself. We only hear the wins. Oh, I hear the losses. Or the narrow losses, the great escape. The, yeah. That's it's one of those things, win big, lose big. We've spoken about this on the pod before. There's nothing a punter loves more
1: Gamble responsibly.
0: than a near miss. Probably more than a win mm. for some reason, for some backwards reason. They love being dudded out of a win so they can tell the story of how their 45,000 leg multi almost got up, but yeah. someone stubbed well, their Tim's
1: horse ran on Thursday at Ballarat. I think it was Thursday. could have been Wednesday. And uh, had a win, not a horse that his tip, his actual horse.
0: How many other people own this horse? Is he, oh, does he pr- probably
1: about? He's probably got a one one millionth of a share. Yeah, he but owns it's,
0: like one fucking.
1: I'm pretty sure he, him and Adam are in it. He owns a hoof. Um, that'd be a lot, actually.
0: So he owns it. One hair follicle in its tail.
1: So, um, and it did well. Um, okay. He goes. I'll turn it. On, I was expecting oh, yeah. See how this thing goes. It was like a dollar twenty favorite. It was.
0: It what was, was it racing against?
1: Donkeys. <laughs>
0: Jesus.
1: <laughs> they, 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 when they crossed the finish line, they went straight into the Moda factory and just, just bang.
0: They actually went straight into the grinder. No <laughs> moves at <and> all. <laughs> uh, did we want to just do instead of talking about Carl? Did we want to just do that entourage idea we've been earmarking for the off season? <laughs> we could just do that instead. Just a pilot episode within the episode.
1: I think people need the brief. <sighs> Unwinding of what it is yeah, and, on, I, and I'm talking about I'm a big advocate right now for a tight 45 Well, jeez oh, 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 Especially of Carlton stuff Jesus The other stuff can uh... We'll see how we go I, I I've either got a tight 45 in me Or I You know once you pass that little Once you go over the edge
0: yeah, second wind
1: I'm, I may not stop Yep Because I'm prepared to un- Unleash on everybody
0: I'm sure you are, and that's what we're going we to try at, to tap we into. We were at
1: um, some friend's house last night. Mm. And it Why was do you th-
0: do this to yourself?
1: No, no, Aldo's big cult, man.
0: I don't care. Why do you do this to yourself?
1: It was our idea. To, it's to- a bad
0: idea. Contain yourself, watch it on your own.
1: No, no, I like watching I don't think you do because you lose it. No, we're both losing it. I
0: oh, know, that's bad.
1: But th- the saving grace was being at someone else's house saved me from erupting. Saved me from doing a timbo. Timbo kicked my couch when we lost the uh, semi-final against West Coast. <laughs> I think he forgot where he was for a moment. So um, yeah, it was it was it was good night with friends. And then after that, when the game started, it's just
0: ruined by the Carlton Football Club. Absolutely, we're actually coming to you It's a special live record from uh, Casa Ganoush. This it is, is. A, this is we haven't done this for a long, long while. I especially wanna...
1: especially this room. This is I haven't been in this room. This is... I actually, I've been in this room for a record, a remote record. Mm. And this used to be your home ground. This was my home ground. This gives me PTSD, this room. This is where I spent way too many hours working during COVID.
0: Then you went back to the office when you probably shouldn't have, just to get out of the house.
1: First year, I, I, I played by the rules and I was in the office, uh, sorry, at home, full time. I had the whole this whole thing set up. And uh, the second year I went nuts. And what I didn't, as you could see, got rid of the big desk, got rid of the double screen. You the got ordinary. double desks for some reason. They're for the kids, you know, they've got to do homework and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I've, it's, I can't work here. And I've done that purposely. I need to eliminate myself from the... Uh, I
0: think it's just the family. I think you just...
1: Well, they're not here anyway during the day. So I, I can't, I can't do the work from home.
0: Mm. Um. You know what I will say? I haven't come out here for some time because of lockdown and, um, you know, you and I drifting apart. I but, a lack, um, a
1: lack of an invite.
0: But uh, I've got to say, those Yan Yin Road up to upgrades. Oh, awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. I feel sorry for the poor cafe that used to be right on the strip, but now you've got to kind of exit Yan Yin Road to Where get to it. the fire station is. Yeah, just up from it. Yeah. You can still get to it, but it's much more now of an afterthought. Yeah. If you've passed it, Was it a cafe or a oh, fish and chip shop? roadhouse. Yeah. Swayze's out the front.
1: Just go down the road, go to go to Rivers.
0: Uh, yeah. Get well, that doesn't help the people that own that small business. Bad luck. Well, they're stuffed. What about the other one? We're coming in just at the top of Fab's when you turn into the street. There's this house that's been under construction for a decade.
1: Not only was it been under construction, for I reckon a little bit more than a decade. It's gone through a fire. It's
0: come back. It's bounced back.
1: Insurance drop 100%. You
0: know what I love about it? I said to Fab... So it's it's still not finished, but it's further along than when I last saw it. And you drive... No, it,
1: it, I'm convinced the owners have it to a point where they're convinced it's finished. <laughs> it
0: looks like it's been built with surplus cinder blocks they found at a construction site. They need to render the front of it.
1: It's comfortably, comfortably a $2 million plus home on the market. And yet, so they've purchased it unfinished and proceeded to... But oh, what
0: would they have purchased it for?
1: No, no, they would have had to tip it in. So I'm saying, if they sold it now, because it was unfinished, it was. But
0: still unfinished.
1: (laughs) I'm convinced they think it's finished. Someone needs to tell them. They go to Bunnings on the weekend and buy a three-dollar pot, like one a weekend, and and like that's not landscaping. You can't. You can't have a house of that size, and it's legitimately what six times the size of my house. Oh, I don't know, but it's big. And um, there's a
0: very brutalist-looking one next to it that's like incredibly charmless.
1: I don't mind that one. Oh,
0: it's just real like it. It doesn't fit in in the kind of leafy suburban. I
1: think if uh, sort of if the landscaping was a bit more homely. Yeah,
0: it's just it's brutal. It's like yeah. the Barbican in uh, London. Oh,
1: I've I've seen the floor plans of that. Like you think it looks like? You think it looks massive from the street? It looks
0: like something out of Blade Runner. It's fucking huge. And you walk in, and it's just big concrete, big big open. Have you land seen rooms. the one that's getting
1: built next to it?
0: It's it, probably uglier. <laughs> It's like Jesus Christ, guys!
1: It's a it's a it's a pure pissing competition.
0: Yeah, and I feel bad for down the, for the guys separate. the guys that have given up the ghost two doors down with their terrible of The house they're awful. They've just been supplanted, and they're going to go. They're disappearing.
1: You can't buy taste. That's no, just fact.
0: No, no, no. We might actually get an intruder at some points. This could be a special guest. Uh, uh, occasional three-hander if uh, the little, little man decides he needs something.
1: Yeah, that's why I was gone with the semi-half half. one of the cans You said off.
0: that one of the kids was going to be here and I thought, oh, interesting, I won't ask which one. I was just for no reason. I was like, it'd be interesting to see which one it is. And then I thought, I'll follow up the question. So it's it's Alexander, it's, Alexander. The, little, it's the little one. Yeah. And I thought, you, so Harvey's with Kelly. Yep. And I was going to ask this whether Harvey was here or not, but I was like, have you found, is it true – uh, I saw this recently. This saying that the firstborn son is just the female version of his mother, and my instinct with Harvey and Kelly would be—he's very me. No, nah. is he though? Mm. Uh, you know, yeah, a lot. See, I reckon Alexander's more you.
1: Nah, in that once he's cracked it, yeah, yeah. Alexander's got my temper, but everything else, and he's very attached to Kelly.
0: No, but it doesn't. It's not yeah, about, I'm
1: saying it's. But no, he's he's not.
0: It's not about attachment. It's not about who's more of a mummy's boy. It's Harvey. who's more who's more like Kelly.
1: Yeah, no, Harvey's very me.
0: Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I'm going to put this to Kelly when she turns up. Yeah, see what she says. She see um, what she has to say about it. Uh, ratings and reviews. Uh, we got one review this weekend from Intrigue 1980. <laughs> Always fun and a way to drown sorrows after yet another terrible Carlton performance. I guarantee you that's
1: his pin number.
0: <laughs> 19. <laughs> Probably is. Extra bonus for finishing with Depeche Mode was a question of time for Vossi, question mark. Yes. Yes, yes. it was. Thank you for that Intrigue 1980. Uh Printer DJ, last week's printer DJ was a question of time by Depeche Mode or Depeche Mode, depending on where you're from. I'm a Depeche. See, dad's a big fan and he always said Depeche.
1: Depeche means... So it's like... The fish. Depeche. The fish mode.
0: <laughs> um Adrian Salerno, David Red Bear, Dom in the Den and Fab's best mate Len Jet all got it right, Vossi. It's a question of time before <laughs> can I, can we all I, know Can it.
1: I apologise to uh, to Matt, a.k.a. Len Jet? Sure. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, I'll be down at Mernda.
0: He was down there. He sent us a photo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I forgot to tell him that Alexander was uh, – not training this week.
0: Oh, he's been I trained think,
1: off, is he? No, he's been unwell. He's been spelled, so he's not going to go out and spend. A, came an hour and a half in the freezing cold. What did cold. He just have, He had a tight calf. Did he? <laughs> he just decided to Burn the footy to club. give him the week
0: mm-hmm. off. Um, Christian Chapcoon came up with a question of time. Another reference to Sean and Cliff Young, just as it was always going to be a question of time that Cliff would one day lose his ultramarathon crown. So too will Sean. In his endless debates with the Twitterverse, one day he will lose. Sean's, well, Sean's never lost anything. I'm, in his I'm life. glad, Christian, that um, you were able to draw some sense out of the Cliff Young gag last week because <laughs> I reckon there was about 1% of the audience who got that one. I got it. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Me and Tim. You were laughing we, because Tim thought it was hilarious. We exchanged gifts. He thought it was hysterical. GIFs
1: for a while. We were sending – I sent him <laughs> the movie poster for Cliffhanger.
0: Yeah, but that was after the fact. That wasn't in the Cl- build-up. Pictures of Cliff Richard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that was after the fact. Yeah, but I knew what he was saying No, you didn't. Why are you lying? Everybody knows who Cliff Young is. I looked it up. Cliff Young ran rat marathon in 1983.
1: Did you just get confused with the whole medal as anything?
0: No, I was like, what the (laughs) fuck are you, Mike and the mechanics? I was like, what are you even talking about? The, The Sydney to Melbourne Ultra Marathon stopped running in 1991. Why would I have any understanding of this event, let alone Cliff Young's participation in it, eight years earlier than that? It's a nonsense.
1: I may, and I apologise in advance. I may unleash at the dogs.
0: Yeah, probably. And
1: I I may forget to mute mute myself. I mean,
0: they're just they're barking at something. They're dogs. They don't know what they're doing. Uh, We're going to crack straight into. um, I've actually got an idea. If you can think of it, I'll probably forget. Um, But in honour of Tim not being here, I would suggest that we begin a couple of anecdotes or points of view throughout the episode by just name dropping some rando. Yep. The the better the name, the more made up the name. Just the better. Because without Tim here, we've got to keep that quota up of just name-dropping weirdos. I was
1: speaking to... Uh,
0: I was having a chat to Colin Hendry. <laughs> he played soccer, didn't
1: he? But that's the thing. We always go to names. It's going as, soon, as soon as you... But if you say a first name, it then makes you... It triggers a surname.
0: Yeah, you'd be like, I was having a uh, chat to Dom uh, Orazio. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going say in the dead. <laughs> and he said to me... And you're like, Tim is the past master at name-dropping these people. And you've got no idea who they no. are.
1: I occasionally do, obviously, because I do a bit of work with... <laughs> I do very little work with Tim, but a lot of, of Tim's colleagues...
0: That has been a bone of contention, how little work Tim gives you for some time. My favourite <sighs> of what, when, he was ta- when he was talking about something, he was talking about whatever, and then he was talking about Nadine. And yeah. you and I are just going...
1: How's this? He, 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 hopefully he pops in and says hello to Nadine, because uh, you know, Tim's flown up to Sydney and Adam's... Flown out of Sydney. I like
0: oh, I can't remember what the context was," but oh something. And I turned to Nadine and I said to Nadine, "And we're like, I don't know who that is." <laughs> the,
1: is this the eggplant? Tip?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? Like he's, he was talking with such certainty that we should yeah. know the who A- these people. <laughs> that his... Adams
1: Kingsley's wife's name's Nadine. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs>
0: <sighs> fucking Tim, we miss you, Tim. <laughs> we do. Uh, we're going to get into the episode itself, and I've got the heading here. You'll appreciate this. What did old Biff say just as he was watching Marty on the hoverboards wander around the town square there involved with Griff?
1: Something very familiar about all this. Yeah.
0: So I can only speak for myself and I hope we're all on the same page. And by all of us, I mean you and I mean Tim and I mean our listeners. No one takes any joy out of this situation. (laughs) No one takes any joy in suggesting that we need to move the coach on. And there's this narrative building out there that Carlton fans are these irrational, unrealistic nutjobs who think we should be winning the flag. In fairness, you did say we were winning the flag at the start of the year. Still going with it. (laughs) But there's this idea that, oh, they're delusional. Oh, they're whatever. No. The overwhelming majority of Carlton fans are sitting there thinking, we should be better than this. Yep. We should be a top eight team, whether that's seventh, eighth, sixth, in the mix to finish top eight, to finish play some finals. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what we should be. No one, I don't think, is sitting there thinking, especially after the last five, six weeks, thinking we've run a premiership-winning team into the ground. But I think realistically, we're watching it, thinking, you know, thinking we've said it before: less than the sum of our parts, all that stuff. So I'll put it on the record: this team is not a premiership-winning team, but it should be better than that. What it is, yeah, it's not as good as it should be because how we are being prepared week to week, both physically and emotionally, mentally, and how we're being instructed to play and I seem to ask this every single time we put on a performance like this, I know I did last week, my first question to you is preparing for this match all week, our match committee, our coaches, how did we expect to win the game? How were we going to win the game? So when they drew it up on the whiteboard, boys, we're going to do this, 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 and this, and this is going to win us the match. What is that?
1: I couldn't even answer it because it's, it's so unclear. And whilst he's a bit of a cash for comments guy now, The one thing that I got out of the – Brendan Favola had a chat with Daisy during the week, I think on a podcast or something. And what he said, everything amongst all the dribble. A lot of it. A lot of it. He said, just be predictable. And yet people think, oh, yeah, then the oppositions will know what you're doing. Yeah, but we also know what we're doing. And then it's talent for talent. We can back ourselves.
0: So that's what you've just said there. Talent for talent. We should be beating Sydney last night, particularly that Swans outfit. Yeah. At full strength, you know, yep. yeah, we'll wait and see. But that Swans outfit, we should be beating the Bulldogs. Talent yep. for talent. Yep. We should be beating St Kilda. Yep. Talent for talent.
1: And the fact that those teams didn't belt us – Given how poorly organised we are, is
0: probably makes it worse. Yeah, because we would be we are we've been so bad, we have miscalculated things so poorly, and we're still kind of within touching distance of all these teams. And you're just going, like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna duck back around to the players later on. But I I mentioned Oof. it to you earlier. Look, you turned on them last night. Oof. It's fair to say, um, but we are being coached poorly, aren't we? It's, know, it's, oh, oh, it's it's that simple. We're gonna we're gonna talk about individuals a bit I later. said this
1: at the start, it's last night was the one that breaks people because everything you looked at that and said players, poor, Coaches. coaching, poor. You know, footy department the week leading, all the whole thing, poor. Poor. You know We are what everyone on the outside wants us to be.
0: Yeah, 100%. Everyone and, – and this is the same as I remember when I was growing up and Collingwood had that barren run in the mid to late 90s and it was – they were just the butt of the joke, the punchline, the punching bag. Yeah, They just lurched from one disaster to the next. They were the pantomime, the the, the clown, the class clown, the fool and everyone laughs at them. And whether it's at Richmond, Ninthmond, Richmond mm. did it for lurched for years and years and years doing – being of no threat, going nowhere, doing nothing and people found comfort in at least one of – Richmond, Carlton, Collingwood, you know, Essendon Supplement Saga, mm. they're the butt of the joke now. At least one of them is shit. Yeah. And they can be the kicking bag for the rest of us because let's be fair, the big, the big four are the big four and that's the big table I and mean, then everyone else is sort of the little kids and it's like, get the fuck out, no one cares about you. And we all sort of kick the shit out of each other for our amusement mm. and at the moment for a long time we've been the punching bag and as you said – We are exactly what the rest of the competition and particularly our closest rivals want us to be and it's really our own fault. Um, In terms of some of the other rhetoric coming out of the game, I had the note here, the keep the faith crowd. And I love the back the coach and give him time rhetoric and once again we spoke about this in the last days of Teague. A coach gets every week to prove they're the right man for the Mm. job. This idea of giving him more time, he gets time. He gets time every week. He gets every meeting. He gets every main training session. He gets every review. Those are the opportunities to prove that he's the man.
1: He does get them and I don't think he's understanding that he's getting them, if that makes any sense. like If if you had an understanding that things aren't working, okay, and I have a chance to change it, wouldn't you change things?
0: Well, this is it. don't, time is running don't, out.
1: I've said this, I don't know how many weeks I have to say this for. I don't want Michael Voss to leave with regret. No. Don't leave with a, oh, fuck, I, shouldn't have, I should have done this or I didn't do that. Or, do it because before too long, you'll be out of a job and you don't come back from this. You don't get sacked twice.
0: D- time is running out and patience should be running thin mm. internally because it's certainly running thin externally with that our coaches are doing. And I, s- I can
1: see that he's getting frustrated because he's
0: getting s- a bit more prickly.
1: He's seeing he's not seeing what he wants to happen. So even if the game plan that he's trying to implement mm. isn't right for us, we're even getting that wrong, according to him. So we all look at it and talk about our ball movement, our mid to forward connections, our forward line structure, s- our everything high about
0: half backs, etc.
1: And yet he thinks it's all defensive.
0: Well, I think he thinks it's more than that, but I think he, I, I'm firmly of the opinion that he's put his or hitched his wagon to this defence wins premierships more defensively sound thing. Mm. We're going to go into that it's later.
1: Not the 1970s. Fight. No, no, it's not lower, harder. You know, otherwise, no. otherwise Tony could coach a premiership. He'd get a whole bunch of David Reese Joneses and go. That it's not. It's it's a different game. So, <sighs> do you know what he's done?
0: Who's this, And you're gonna,
1: I'm going to tip you in on this Oh, a little bit. I don't
0: know if I like the sound of
1: it. Vossi's probably read your tweets.
0: Oh, really? My tweets personally.
1: And you you were of this notion, and I don't want this to be a Fabs Pies thing, that <laughs> Collingwood don't know what they're doing. So when it starts to go wrong, they won't know how to fix it. And Vossy's probably looked at that end of last year and gone, Geez, that, that nearly got them to a grand final, but it probably is not going to work. People will figure it out. And and whilst everyone else has gone towards that, we've gone the other way.
0: Mm, so it's my fault.
1: No, no. <laughs> no well, you, you were a non-believer of the no, Collingwood no. method.
0: No, the Collingwood – no. So the Collingwood method, just to go back over that again, and I've actually got the note later on, uh, so we'll skip ahead fractionally. Craig McRae – is by no means a master tactician. Collingwood are not playing revolutionary football. They're playing like Richmond did during their Halcyon days. And that's no surprise because he was the coach of the twos, he was at Richmond. Mm. And he's transported it with younger, like, you know, for the most part, fresher players who have picked up that bat and are playing a very similar style of football. And last year, they, they're a bit more structured this year. And we saw it last week and even when we played them the two times last year. And what he does better than at the moment anyone in the game is mentality and belief and confidence. Yep, And I've I don't got to, disagree. But we'll go you've back said with so that far. later. We'll go yep. back to that and cover that off in greater detail later, and how it pertains to Voss. But he's not. He's not. Yeah, he's not a master tactician changing the way the game is played. But what he's doing very effectively is managing his people, and that's why mm. you look at us and you go, our coaches couldn't be managing our personnel worse this year.
1: Oh, that. You are a, you're 100% spot on, but tactically,
0: they're, they're set up. <laughs> they're tactically. Moise. <laughs> Moise. Sat in his chair, sulking. You're a fool. David um, Moise, the biggest fool in Manchester.
1: Shout out to uh, Andy Tate. Andy Tate. Um, the way they set up, they're running in waves, and they've got literally, it's, it's almost like a low block, the way they set up. There it is. But that's that's tacti- That's a bit of tactical. now no, I'm not saying it's not. he's a, a revolution. No,
0: this is it. He hasn't. Right. He hasn't compl- He hasn't bought something it's brand a ga- new. It's a,
1: it's a game based on
0: run accountability.
1: Run accountability and outnumber. Yeah, outnumber, outnumber. We outnumber, outnumber
0: out- in the wrong spots. We're going to talk about this later.
1: I'm sure it's on the run sheet. Okay, we can't do that. We can't outnumber because we are not fit enough.
0: No, we're not. Well, that's another problem. That hasn't been addressed for years. Um, So back to the the Voss thing just briefly, this conversation becomes needs more time and then it becomes he needs better assistance. AFL football is not work experience, mate. If you're in the AFL system at any level, if you're a doctor, a physio, a coach or whatever... You are the elite. You are best in class. And if you are not best in class, you have no business being in the program. So this idea that he needs more help, well, that means that he's not ready for the job... Mm. And it, the guys that we've hired to surround him aren't ready for the job either. But
1: go back to the information we know, that Kingers was offered Ugh. the senior assistant role for his tactical nows.
0: Because they saw a blind spot. That's just bizarre.
1: Okay, but even if that's the blind spot, Sean, he must have been hired for his what? His ability to motivate and get the best, <sighs> best out of it. I'm not seeing that. I think he
0: was hired because his name's Michael Voss and he's a premiership winning... Captain Brownlow medalist, all that.
1: He's not playing for us. He's no, this is it. Us. This is it. But they love the he'd idea. He'd actually of be a better coach if he
0: was on the ground playing. Probably, even at his age, um, he'd be
1: our best midfielder.
0: <laughs> but this idea of you get to AFL football and it's a development platform. Nah, no, a, no, no, no. If you're a coach, you need to be doing that in the VFL mm. or the VAFA or wherever else, or the you know the, the NAB League. That's your pathway to then you don't then get, you don't get an AFL job and then go now it's time to learn. Mm. And if that's what we're doing, backwards. What are you doing? What the hell is happening? Just madness.
1: But then you've got that the industry's been hyping up Ash Hansen for two years. Mm. So apparently everyone thinks he's competent enough.
0: Yeah. Well, apparently he's in charge of the tactical. day-to-day tactical yeah. stuff. He'd be saying, well, you've got it, you've got it completely wrong. And then if your manager, effectively, Voss, is not calling you out, correcting you, straightening you up, what is he doing? And then the other note I've got here is if guys aren't up to it, if he needs more help, if he needs better support, why hire him in the first place? You're not hiring someone mm. who you then need to really, really like strongly support.
1: It's not, it's not one of those situations when you take the Carlton job at the point at which you no. took it. It's not – there's probably a coach inside Michael Voss and we've got a list that he can build with over two or three years or whatever and he could probably take the list with him
0: on on that journey
1: of learning. You You know know what they should have done? Because you don't know how to be a senior coach until you're a senior coach. No. But where we're at, I'm sorry, that's a criteria. You
0: know what would have been the better option? What? Ross Lyon, for two. Yeah, we well, said
1: this, Ross Lyon for two or three years. You can play the episode we had at the end of last year. But Ross
0: Lyon for two or three years and you bring in a Kingsley or a Voss to be the successor. Yep. And whether you tell them both that. At the start. At the start. Yep. But you kind of do some forward planning and you go, we're bringing in the guy for the right now because we think we're in a bit of a sweet spot. And again.
1: You know what the thing is? And people are going to say, people, some people have be been listening to this going, oh, it didn't work at Collingwood. I think it did.
0: In the end it did. They just handled it messily.
1: Right, even and, at Hawthorne. And, and Mick had a bit of a more of Well, Mick cracked the shits, but hey, they had, they won a premiership, made a grand final, and Nathan Buckley didn't necessarily run him into the ground. Towards the end, it wasn't great, but Bucks made a grand final, made a prelim, so he, he still took that same.
0: I think it just becomes it comes down to egos, and you need to like one of the great um, Nick Mark McClure told the story about how when he was at the end of '86, so they lose a grand final. I think he might have been captain. So he's um, potentially going to be a premiership captain. And whether it be after the game, a little while after the game, they just went up to him and gave him the tap on the shoulder. You're done. And they said, you're done. And it was just, it was like, um, you oh, know.
1: I would have been tapping 22 players. was like, oh, Jesus.
0: But it's <laughs> like godfather. It's nothing personal. Yep. Going, look, you're done. You've been fantastic, but you're done. Yep.
1: And what happens? We win the flag next year. But this
0: is it. Brutal. Ruthless. Just absolutely ruthless. And its I look at us and I think to myself, we don't have any of that in us at any level seemingly with anyone in the staff. No. I'll go back to my hobby horse, Jack Russell. Should have been the easiest job. With, and you know what else? If Going forward, um, contracts, putting contracts, your payouts, six months. Yep. You got a five-year contract, <clears throat> whatever. If we want to sack you two and a half in, you have got a six month payout. We're going to deem you whatever. And if you don't want to take if you don't want to take those That's terms, fine. someone else will. Yeah, if you don't want to take those terms, see you Do later. you know
1: what I love when people say, like when we got Bolton?
0: So at least insulate yourself. Oh, well, that was a good idea. At least insulate yourself That's against. It. It's if you're the not the right man.
1: It's the one good thing the club did. Bolton was. was just put on as staff, and you're just going to get paid for as long as we deem that you
0: to have. And you've got you've got a, a severance payout that amounts yeah. to. That's whatever, it. of your annual salary.
1: Because we know we're at a, at a full rebuild and
0: we want you're to take a first-time
1: coach and stuff. And guess what Brendan Bolton would have done? He would have bitten their arms off. To but, yeah, but, I'll sign it.
0: But we took that – I actually don't know why more clubs haven't done it because we took that talking point off the table. Yeah. Oh, he's out of contract in 18 months. He oh. no, was, like was this, out of
1: contract day one.
0: You completely take that conversation yeah. piece away. Um, it was actually very clever from Triggy um, to do that. I've, I've actually got some bits it in It was box. okay.
1: There's elements of Triggy that were okay.
0: Um yeah, I think in the community space he's ultimately did a good job. I think commercially they probably thought we need to do better and little obviously being of that mind in Richmond and for all of what little did right and wrong we've spoken about it in the past, the commercial stuff is a big tick for him yep um so they corrected that and then in a guy like Cook, he's just do you know what more of the total package he's on a fucking holiday who Brian Cook? Yeah, we need to. He, he, yeah, the expectation. I think we need to start seeing a little bit more.
1: I, because I, I think- my
0: concerns are, and this has changed sharply. If his heart is in it and he's in it, fantastic. If you're not, get, get go out, give someone else the job, re- re- retire. Mm-hmm. And re-
1: we're never going to know that from the outside. No,
0: but, but I mean, maybe he told them. But retire right off in the sunset and let someone else come in. Because if you're not in it, if your heart is not fully fully in it, you're actually no good to us. Be a consultant. I don't know. But the actual day-to-day running of the football club, hand it over to someone else because we need leadership now. We need people with their hands at the tools. We're bereft of it. That's it. And we spoke about it last week and, you know, sometimes when you reflect and you're like, we actually fell ass backwards into some really good points there about we've got a situation, to reiterate what we said last week, we've got a situation whereby – Oh no! Fab's not happy with the dogs. He's no, 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 he's no! no I'm, stretching, I'm stretching
1: my back. I'm going to sit on the floor. <laughs>
0: We've got a, a situation whereby our CEO's out of contract next year, our coach is out of contract next year, our proud, our president, president is out of has to leave the board next year. So for all the talk of stability, instability is literally on the horizon. Yep. And we spoke about Cook and Sayers cannot make any move with regard to contracting anyone in that football department, recontracting because they're gone it becomes it's not their problem, whatever happens down the road. And how do you handle that? I think you've got to be brutally honest about it. And someone on the board has to go, big calls regarding contract, you probably have to abstain. Luke? Because, yes, your president said, but you're leaving the board at the end of next year and anything that happens after the end of next year is you just watch it. you have nothing to do with it, so you should probably abstain. And then with Brian Cook, the conversation is, are you actually in? Because, like, do you care? Because we need leadership, we need direction.
1: I still think that the role of CEO is overrated at a
0: football club. You almost need a managing director, as silly as it sounds. So you got your board, and then one of them is the CEO.
1: Yeah, president and CEO.
0: Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Um, my next thing here, I've actually got a lot of a little bit of. Um, Man United slash Eric Ten Hag stuff in today's episode, just as a given the way the season's panned out, and there's a bit more certainty with how it's wrapped up. And, you know, as you know, and as anyone who's been following United knows, you know, some ups and downs throughout the course of the year, but at the end of the season, you look back and you think if they can win the FA Cup, but you look back and thinking it's pretty good. Two trophies. Pretty good season, top four. Look. A lot of injuries. Take care of what we should take care of tomorrow. You know, it's, navigate, top three, it's top three, but they've, the navig- they've navigated the year pretty well. A lot mm. of guys have missed a lot of football.
1: Very shallow list.
0: Very shallow squad. They've still got to clear some deadwood. Um,
1: <laughs> Thank God, Jonesy made the call on himself. Oh, well,
0: he couldn't. He had nowhere. No other. Not. No, am I, not
1: am a, I echoing, or is it just me? Or is? No, my, I think you're okay. I? Yeah,
0: okay. I think Jonesy just does not have a single day left on his contract. Um, so with Eric Ten Hag, like I've got the note here that the club's fortunes are tied directly to the competency of its coach and its identity is informed by the coach's personality. We've spoken in the past that David Teague was passive and bland and vanilla, so the team was Yep. Brendan Bolton was eager but inexperienced and a bit green, you know, and so by the team well, He had look honestly and I uh, but the team by extension was a bit naive and inexperienced and yeah. figuring he, things out on the go. He also
1: I'll probably wrap him up more than I should. Probably. He was there to take the losses and yes. make sure emotionally. He
0: was the preschool teacher.
1: That the kids weren't emotionally beaten. And then when the time came. Mission accomplished. <laughs> and when the time came to show, and obviously being in the main role, that would have said, Brendan, well, if you can now take the next step, obviously you retain your job as coach, and you just mm. didn't have that next step.
0: So ultimately for me, if you're – struggling or building a list as Carlton were and, and you know, as can happen with different teams, you need to be able to articulate your vision so it can be seen and it can be understood and then that needs to be consistent. What we're hearing from Voss, the vision that he's articulating, is at odds with A, how football's being played and B, how we can play football. Yet he fronts up to the media every week spinning this ludicrous fantasy of what he kind of wants to see. And even then it's like, jeez, we're not doing that, mate. I don't know if we can do that. What are you seeing? Like even last night he's talking about how the first half was really good and you're sort of going, Jesus, who are you trying to convince? And then worryingly for me, I thought it was really good of Weedering to front the Channel 7 camera after the game, Yep, but he regurgitated what Voss said.
1: Yeah. I still think it's down to – and look, there is a huge element and you can't ignore the fact that we are – Our skills and our ability to finish our work is horrific. We've got to go over
0: goals later. So do you remember what happened? So Eric Ten Hag was relatively new in the job. Do you remember what happened after the Brentford debacle? Lost with 4-0 down at halftime against Brentford, wearing those terrible green kits and in the particularly bright English sort of post-late summer, like we just looked...
1: It was early, like round two or three. It was really early and
0: we were running around in those terrible green kits... And the, the, the colour on the screen's really oversaturated so it's super green and it's like, it just doesn't look good. Back to the Southampton grey debacle. So he determined or he found out the number was, what was it, 16 Ks? Brentford collectively had ran, the data showed, X number of Ks more than United. So the next day they went back to Carrington.
1: And he made him run. And he made him run. Yeah, no, no, it's coming to, yeah. But
0: what else did he do? Uh, this is the important part. He did it with them. We, us. Yep. We didn't do it. So we're we're all going to do it. Yep. So he did the extra session.
1: Sorry for the dinner lady who had to run six. Well, it was, it was tough for
0: her. And the, <laughs> the old valet out the front who's 78. But the idea was it's not we're not punishing the playing group. Yeah. This is about standards. Mm. This is about where we came up short. Oh, I'm gonna do it with you. We're gonna do it together. That immediately takes a bit of the edge off it, and he's out there and they're talking about whatever else. What about um, his handling a Jaden Sancho?
1: Well, he gave him the time he needed. Um, and
0: handled it delicately and, yep. and defended him in the press yep. and made sure that you know, I'm supporting you, you're my boy. Yep. What he does with that, we still have to wait and see what player he becomes. He's still frustrating, yep. but he never gave him away. No. What about and, Ronaldo? And when,
1: he, when he first came back to the club, he looked a little bit rejuvenated.
0: Absolutely. Hmm. What about Ronaldo.
1: Oh, you gave him the flick.
0: Handled it as bad as well well as anyone could. Yeah. Just didn't, didn't go to war with him in the press. Was obviously talking to him behind closed doors, being really clear with what he wants. Yeah. So his messaging there was outstanding. These are all high stakes, very public decisions, and he was check, check, check in the first five months on the job. Yeah. Get rid of the biggest name in world football. Yeah, no worries. Handle your misfiring £75 million acquisition. Did it.
1: And for 10 weeks after that, We were one of the most informed sides in the... Very um, good.
0: Very, very good. And it's because he's firm and he's consistent and he doesn't send mixed messages regarding selection or regarding performance. I've got this thing that when a coach loses control of the narrative that they build, that's when the wheels fall off. And when you're getting things wrong in terms of method and style, you you can't sell it or justify it anymore to the playing group, to the press, to the fans, to the board because it goes on for so long that everyone watching goes, this isn't working. You keep telling me that you're working on it and it's going to get better. It's not getting better.
1: Yeah, and every, it's it's so clear and obvious that even even the the commentators look like when they're ratifying what the rank and file are seeing. Like when Luke Hodge, it's just there's our shortcomings are so obvious.
0: Even Dunstall said it. I'm going to talk about how we were moving the ball.
1: He was. He, he looked frustrated. Old blues man. He was.
0: Back in the day playing you,
1: for Cooperroo or whatever it's called. You, you probably still have that little bit of attachment to your boyhood club.
0: I think this is a forward. He's probably watching it going, what are you doing? Yeah. And he comes out and tries to justify stuff again and again and again. And I just don't think the whole thing I've got down is in terms of losing the group. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen because of one thing. Mm. It happens because you're not getting what you need from the game, from the game plan, from the coach, and you're being sent out there and people come for you. Like it sounds ridiculous. Like you're, you're losing your mind about certain players and these players are probably going, we're being told to fucking, mm. this is how we're being told to play. Adam Sard, we'll speak about later. He's obviously being told to play this way.
1: See that's frustrating. You could hear it in my exhaling. Surely, and I know, you, and, and I, and I unleashed on the text last night. And you, you did. You, you know, reminded me that he was an all-Australian defender and stuff.
0: But twelve games ago,
1: if any one of the coaching staff have told Adam Saard not to get the ball and run and carry and advances up the field. They need to be sacked immediately. He's certainly
0: less swashbuckling. We'll get to Sard later. We'll talk about him later. Um, the next heading I've got, uh, I'm calling them segments now, but the coaching group. So the end is coming. I mentioned before losing the group. Um, it's always a real slow burn sort of conundrum. But doesn't just happen. Um, it's just that build of bad decisions, bad communication and bad management. Do you get? Do you feel as though Voss has wed himself to an ideology and a method that just – is it as simple as it? the method just doesn't suit us?
1: Well, it's obviously not suiting us, but I don't know what the method he is trying to implement is. To me, it's not obvious. I can't see what we're trying to do. If you can see what we're trying to do and you go, bossy, come on, that's not working for us. But we lose in different ways every single week. So I don't know what we are trying to do. Is it working? Obviously not.
0: So at what point does somebody say, mate, I said it the other week on the pod, either you change or we'll change?
1: You're, when I'm being a little bit irrational, your comeback to me is always, what's changed between us being eight and three?
0: Nine and three, yeah.
1: Nine and three. And now. Mm. Is, is it as simple as our early season we we didn't win the centre clearance game we dominated it it was it was stark you could see it especially those first halves against Hawthorne, Port Adelaide you know that those games where we just it was just a procession at the middle have we been ha, did that mask everything else
0: um
1: and therefore once we because we have lost that.
0: You would have to look at our scores from centre clearance. Because if the scores from centre clearance are about the same, then it's no. But if they're a lot better. But if they're a lot better, because by the time you break that centre clearance and break six six six, everyone just gets in. It's not like the density in the VFL where you actually have to have men back at stoppages and ball ins and stuff. Mm. So I just think that the team that was rolled by Collingwood is just in that round eleven. has just lost its nerve and Voss has lost his nerve, and they've gone or reverted to a style of play that they deem to be defensively safer, but at the, but, okay. the total cost of Had is
1: losing two games by a total of five points. It shouldn't,
0: but it has. It shouldn't affect them. It shouldn't. They should actually sit there and go
1: – Especially the last game. Any rational person looks at that game against Collingwood and goes, Charlie won a Coleman. And he is one of the best players in the league and we're not gonna put the entire season on Charlie. But shit, you'd expect Charlie to kick one of those four.
0: No, no, I agree. That's what a rational one. that's a rational person would look at the round eleven game and go, geez, weedering goes down in the first quarter.
1: And we're already a bit thin. And
0: Harry's not playing. We lose by four points. We go frustrating, but geez, we must have done some stuff right. We must have really threatened them. Yeah. Round 23, same thing. Jeez, we put on eight goals playing the third quarter, playing just electrifying. They couldn't live with it. And we had it. Did anyone get a hold of Collingwood? Really, in the back part of last year, no one got a hold of Collingwood like we did for no, that 20 minutes. No, no, So my takeaway again was That was the be, best
1: 20 minutes of football of the season. So
0: my take again, we blew Sydney out of the water with that. We blew Frio out of the water with just inc- fucking this unbelievable surge of just electricity that teams just couldn't handle. And what we did for an hour either side, didn't really matter. And again, going back to United, some of the best United teams of all time were like that. They put together 10 minutes of just untouchable, can't go with your football. And for an hour either side, you were going, these guys look just middle of the table.
1: You probably wouldn't have, have, have this memory, but go from, say, from the 80s all the way to the 2000s. For very little to show for it, pound for pound, the Italian national team was the best side in world football.
0: Yeah, they just didn't like – we're very much like They just didn't like scoring.
1: They would play 10 minutes or 15 minutes of unbelievable football and we'd all be sitting there going, this is just out of this world. We'd get a 1-0 lead and then it was – that's it. <laughs> shut
0: up. No more score it for shut us. Shut up, shut
1: up. And how, how many times we'd concede – Late and it's just like, why on earth are we going away from that 15 minutes? Well,
0: it's just would for the Italians, it would be this pig headed Parisi and Maldini and these guys.
1: That's we only need one goal, to we only effect.
0: need one goal, Costa, Certo, all yeah. these guys. We only need one goal, we don't need it. We're you talking about these guys won't concede, <laughs> and it almost becomes a we'll dare you to we won't let you score.
1: And philosophically, that has this is not the, uh, the Italian national team podcast, but um. It has philosophically damaged them because they had a generation where the midfield was stacked, but they had players up front. Especially in the nineties. The Italian oh, don't say it. Which one? Do you want me to say Roberto Baggio? I do. Alessandro Del Piero. We got these Francesco two, Totti. We got these really We've got these
0: really beautiful players and, and and a guy a guy like even like Inzaghi, who was not as talented as those guys. He
1: was mate, he knew where to be.
0: But the Imagine if if you could sit there watching Serie A every single week mm. before a major tournament, and you are sitting there going, "Fucking Bajo and Del Piero and yep. Totti feeding Inzaghi, Inzaghi yep. off the shoulder," dip. you'd be sitting there going, "He'll score, he'll score eight goals in the yep. tournament." Yep. No, no, the team's going to score five goals in the tournament. <laughs> it's just, but this is that we've got yeah. all these weapons, we're not going to use them, we're not going to play in a manner like, and it, it gets to the point where opposition teams are sort of going this is okay because yeah. you're only going to score one so yeah. we only need one and we can go to it penalties or
1: yeah and it- then there's a reason Italy had a big dip and Euros aside is because the talent is no longer there mm. now defensively that's just drilled in that's just an Italian thing every Italian knows how to defend but we've got no talent forward of the midfield it's just I'm talking about Look like Chiesa aside, he, he, he's he, okay. He's okay. Yeah, but he's that, right. That's it. And, and people like and he had a fantastic year but he's an okay footballer. And as a Acres of I used to be better than Blake, <laughs> <laughs> right? But he's not of the caliber of the players that came before him. But it's now there's that, like, there's that thing that we've got nothing. We, being Italians, have nothing to. Was, tot- was Totti
0: in the 06 squad?
1: Yeah, he's a, he's a World Cup winner. Did he play? Yeah. You can't play Totti – or you couldn't play Totti and Del Piero.
0: See, this is the thing. You could play them next to one another behind a striker.
1: It's the Gerrard-Lampard thing.
0: You know what you do, though? This has become an off-topic podcast. Who could have guessed this? I wouldn't have expected it to be this. But Gerrard-Lampard, of course Gerrard-Lampard could play with, like, next to each other. Of course they could. But one of them just had to shelve the ego and almost be a decoy. Yeah. And just be complete facilitator. Completely yeah. go. You can sort this out. If one of you, and yeah. you know what, it's a classic. It's the old uh, one of my favorite, arguably my favorite movie of all time, The Prestige. Great movie. When they asked, you know, which one of you would be the transported man, take yeah. the bow, and they said we would take turns. Yeah. And we would one night I'd do it, and the next night he'd do it, and you'd go. Well, that's the thing. Go teams would go there saying. One of Del Piero and Totti is going to be the man. We actually don't know who it is. Unlike, Change it up.
1: Unlike – this is going to irk some people. you got Del
0: Piero. Um, what's his name? Sorry. Um, we've forgotten the great man. Now, uh,
1: Yeah, he was, he, he was kind of after them. And whilst he was integral to the 2006 World Cup win, I think he, he came into his own later on when he could – be at the base of a midfield and but see that's the thing swan where, about and. take but this the is piss. why
0: this is where that's where you put him.
1: Yeah, so unlike Gerrard and Lampard, who were both their egos made them the players they were. Mm. I, I look, it's obvious. I'm not a Totti fan, but I always thought Totti was a gun. I always thought Del Piero was better than him. But
0: that's because you're a Juve.
1: No, no, I, I, but Del Piero. Didn't have the ego. So he kind of...
0: You know why he didn't have the ego? He ceded to him. You know why he didn't have the ego? Why? Because he knew that you couldn't have an ego to win. Totti was a brilliant player, but Roma didn't really win. Yeah, but he was
1: an, he was an arrogant fuck.
0: No, but no, this is it, though, because he was the main man. Mm. He was the And if you're not Maradona, a Roma supporter, he, you he, don't like him. But he was the Maradona in Naples. He was he was the main man. He was the oh, king of Rome. Yeah. going And Roma, whilst a good side... He eventually won a Scudetto later on. Yeah. Whilst a good side... That was with our man, um, Batagol, at Roma. They won the Scenetto.
1: Wherein Mazda would have been the sponsor. But But they were wearing those rash vests. Italy wore them in 2002. The decided to go, we're going to give the Italian teams a kit.
0: That can also be used at the pool.
1: At the pool. Yeah. Yeah. And Tottenham ran with it. They did. For a little bit. They did. Horrible. Bad. The thing is, this is where they don't think. We've gone off topic, but I think we need it. We need it. No one thought... Most people who buy football kits are fat older men.
0: Yeah, with big paunches.
1: (laughs) Right. There's no way you can get this in a... Unless you have
0: have like a super athletic body.
1: This is not hiding any This is not good. No. No. All I can see is tits, nipples... Yep. Gut rolls. (laughs) It's just horrible.
0: It looks like a pig wrapped up at uh, the the,
1: the deli. The full definition of that areola is just staring at me (laughs) in the face amongst the sponsor's name.
0: But... What we talked with with Totti and Del Piero, what you're saying is correct in that he, Del Piero, was at a successful Juve. Yep. And he knew that one guy doesn't win us the Champions League. One guy doesn't win us the Scudetto. One guy doesn't win us the TIM Cup.
1: The Telecom Italia Mobile.
0: <laughs> it doesn't win us that. So, or the Supercoppa Italia, it doesn't win us. It's a team effort. Whereas Totti was, unless I play well, we don't win. I have to play well to win. And that, and that was true, though. Yes. Yeah. So his attitude was, well, Del Piero was the better player because he was the more selfless player.
1: I always – I hate the fact that Del Piero didn't have the national team career that he could have had. He had an okay career.
0: He played in the World Cup. Yeah.
1: Scored in the semifinal against Germany.
0: It's one of the great um, World Cup matches of all time.
1: I love it. Because when he nets that goal, it just pans to this poor little girl, like a German girl. Mm. Just crying, and I was like, "Me and Paul will talk about that bit of Italian commentary. That ten minutes is off the charts, off the charts, amazing."
0: That's but, why, and I don't want to compare it, but like sometimes, like you see moments like that. And um, who scored the uh, who scored the unbelievable the goal? The, the side Gros, the, the phenomenal left foot. P-
1: puts a foot. Plays it through to and he just whacks it with his left foot. Yeah. It's amazing.
0: But you sort of see that and that's the defining moment, whatever. And then you see like Australia's World Cup great moments. And apart from... Timmy. Timmy.
1: <laughs> Timmy's volley against... Phenomenal. The Netherlands is unbelievable. And
0: even like Harry Kuhl at the back post, Croatia, yep. is a great moment.
1: Croatia getting... The Croatian guy getting three, three red, three three red cards. <laughs> getting three yellow <laughs> cards. Graham Pohl just it's lost track. And stayed on oh, the pitch. Don't know how that
0: happened. Um, but you look at like Lecky's goal against Denmark... Fantastic moment. Yeah. It's the most sloppy, like (laughs) everything involved. Like he doesn't – it's not like he fucking leathers it in the ball. Um, uh, Tiago scored that ridiculous goal for Liverpool, you know, in the Champions League where he he hit it from outside the box and it was about a foot off the ground. He's just sort of – We've got
1: Timmy's goal and that's a – Like,
0: Leckie, brilliant moment, but he sort of munged it. Actually, um, Holman's goal against Serbia was very good.
1: I missed that. You know where I was when Holman scored that goal? On the shitter. I probably was, but where was I on the shitter?
0: Uh, I don't. I can't even
1: guess. Alcatraz.
0: Alcatraz. Yeah. In the birdman in yeah. the cell.
1: There was a guy at so at the dock. So when you leave from San Fran, it's, you, it's, you, you go back to the. Don't,
0: it's freezing.
1: It's the coldest place of a- It's <laughs> freezing. We went. So we flew out, out from, on
0: San Francisco Bay.
1: We were based at Kelly's uncle's house in Long Beach. Oh, the great man. And um, so we packed. He goes. I oh, just packed some clothes in a backpack. you we were only there for three. He didn't days. pack
0: them with his own belongings,
1: did he? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> May he rest in peace. I think he's dead. Um, yeah. I
0: think this is yours, sir. Um, Handed back to him,
1: <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we packed, and he goes. So I just had one pair of runners, a couple of pairs of shorts. A pair of pa- like you just, it was just essentials. Kelly only packed thongs, and I remember she was on. We're on the tour with the headsets on, of which my headset was only in Chinese. Fuck. And it was infuriating and I kept uh, – and Kelly just wanted to just – she was so into what she was doing. You know what I think to. she
0: was just doing? She was going, my headset's fine yeah. and I'm going to ignore this idiot. <laughs> yeah.
1: And no one would help me. So I, I, I didn't understand anything but her toes were blue and I'm like, can you – she goes, I can't walk too much more because I can't feel my feet.
0: It's not an ideal that you were doing a walking tour and she was wearing, why do these people do this? More sensible shoes, Kel.
1: Oh, Kelly's a thongs. Kelly Yeah, but it's comfortable. Oh. But it's just like even with jeans, she would wear thongs.
0: Like that's fine if you're going down to the shop or going around to someone's place for a barbecue or something. But if you're doing like a walking tour of a foreign like a city in a foreign country
1: It was the coldest When I went to Tasmania one year for Easter, I was admittedly I was sick. I that and San Fran,
0: I've never What time are you either? We were there in July. In San Fran. It's so summer. Yeah. And it was – like the rest of it, it was a beautiful day. Coldest place in the world is beautiful, beautiful a summer day. in San Francisco. But, no, but the San Francisco Bay, as soon as you get on the little ferry or whatever, it, yeah, it, out, it yeah. drops 25 degrees. Yeah. And
1: then you get onto Alcatraz and you think, oh, this is cold. And then you're in the shower room and you're thinking, these guys would have frozen.
0: Yeah. Frozen have Can we get some shower- hot fucking water in here, Chief? <laughs> <laughs> Horrific. Imagine that. Imagine being on Alcatraz. Your life's bad enough. You've been marooned on this fucking island.
1: The best thing about Alcatraz is the whole- The movie
0: The Rock. Yes. the best thing about Alcatraz. Yes. I went
1: to the roof and tried and let off a flare. No, didn't. Stanley Goodspeed. Um,
0: what a fucking
1: movie. Good movie. Um, what?
0: It's well, a good movie. It's better than good. Yeah. Connery, mate. In the in the Bruckheimer oeuvre of like 80s style, even though it was made in like 95, Yeah, 80s style action movies, oh, what yeah. a film.
1: Very good film. He had to get those balls that were like. Yeah, dang- the little dangling. jelly balls. They're so yeah. like
0: the. Um, something you would get at like a bubble cup or something.
1: Doesn't Sean Connery tell him about something about his name is Godspeed? It's changed to Goodspeed or something. He tells him the story behind that mm. and stuff.
0: I liked it at the end where he told him to go to the church and get the, the microfiche little That's film of yeah. who shot Kennedy. Are you come with fiche or fish? Fiche. Microfiche. What an incredible piece of technology by the way I the know, microfiche. So small oh, It's just, amazing. Yeah. Especially the way they do all the papers like the old newspapers on it and stuff. It's unbelievable. We're all gone now. Dead as a technology. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> <My> no, <I'm> <laughs> <wish>. <laughs> Rest Dead. in peace. Um I got a, one more thing just about the whole Voss and that was a beautiful segue. I don't know we talking ended up in the, Alcatraz. <laughs> talking about the Italian national team Alcatraz in the movie The Rock. Um you know what I liked about The Rock by the way. So I find it boring sometimes, especially this day and age, where you make a film and the, the antagonist is, like, conflicted. Yep. It's like they're not just bad. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. Mission Impossible 3 I think is a really, really underrated film, particularly for its time, made in, like, 06, I think. And the reason it works is because Philip Seymour Hoffman's just evil. His yep. character's just bad. He's a bad guy, he's an arms dealer, and he doesn't give a shit. He's just a bad guy.
1: Mm. Same with Hans Gruber.
0: Hans Gruber is just a bad guy. Mm. And that's fine. The film you need someone to root against and you need someone for your hero to overcome. Now
1: they want everyone wants to feel sorry you for got a, the- You got a
0: you a, got a backstory that's, you know, it's not your fault you're trying to rob the bank. You have to rob the bank because the bank foreclosed on your mortgage and, and, your,
1: and your, your, your family's living in a car. four-year-old girl's got cancer. Yeah, and something going, like so that. And you're like, fuck off. So, so blowing up everybody else yeah. is going to – But
0: the beautiful thing about what the way The Rock did with Ed Harris, yes, he has that moment, but the moment is completely earned and there's that beautiful bit where he, he goes um, – like There's
1: something about the, uh, the military. The military
0: and the way they've treated veterans. Yeah. And I haven't th- seen The Rock in families years. Families and coming stuff. coming to me now. But there's this that moment where they go – um, mission's over. They called our bluff. Yeah, you know, it's over. And you sort of go, it's this really, like, it's he's threatening for the whole movie and you believe him. Yep. And then the second that moment comes and he does the wrestling face turn, you believe that as well. Cause you go, no, he's a military man and he's not going to kill however many millions of innocent people. He's just not going to do it.
1: They, uh... and
0: it's, it's completely earned. And it makes complete sense. He just, in a in a moment, he just goes, "No, it's over. They called us. Weird, it's over."
1: They got together again. They reprised the good guy, bad guy Who's that? roles. Ed Harris and Nicholas Cage. In,
0: in what was that
1: National Treasure
0: Two? Oh no, <laughs> my great great granddaddy. <laughs> Way up in my family tree. Me up in my family tree. <laughs> We've spoken about this before. <laughs> it's a great movie. What was it Mitch Wilkinson? Is that yes. his name? Or Wilkinson. 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 Mitch Wilkinson. We've spoken about this on the pod before. In that that bit Guts. that bit where he gets left behind and he's holding the door open <laughs> and he's like, Tell him I found it. I'd be like, Absolutely <laughs> not. not. <laughs> Just as his buddy. Yeah. I'd be going, Absolutely not, mate. No you chance, kidnapped mate. us, you held my family hostage, you were gonna kill us. You, uh, su- you sullied my entire family name. You actually had nothing to do with this. I found the treasure with my dad and my yeah. mum. You had nothing to do with We're it. We're
1: going to go back and say... We're going to go back
0: and say you kidnapped your, us all. Your
1: great-great-granddaddy <laughs> killed President Lincoln.
0: <laughs> Mitch Wilkinson, you may be familiar. He discredited me at that open forum event I did a couple yeah. of weeks ago. He admitted... <laughs> I love
1: that the, the, the black um, university lecturer who's just gone... Bugger my relationship with the Gates family. Yeah. Yep, you're dead.
0: This is sensational new information <laughs> and I'm completely changing my opinion of you and your family and I'm going to believe this man standing in the rafters. But I would just say, yeah, that guy discredited my entire family. He admitted that his family killed Lincoln. It was actually them. And he admitted he obviously kidnapped us and took us down there. So I just want it on the record that yeah. he died in disgrace. Yeah. <laughs> I want that on the front pages yeah. of every major publication in the country.
1: And we found Cibola.
0: And no, we found didn't. Siebler just just for the hell of it. But make sure that you put that thing about Mitch Wilkinson <laughs> kidnapping us. <laughs> he,
1: he made us swear that we'd do it.
0: <laughs> he made a, he'll, he will, he, he, I've got it in my mind that he'll probably try to claim if he were here that he helped us found it. He did not.
1: It's not as good as the first, but there's elements to it that are so much better. The president thing, which is, we've discussed. Bruce
0: Greenwood. Bruce Greenwood's a good actor. Yeah. And he's perfect. He, played, he looks like. He played Kennedy in 13 days.
1: It, Bruce Greenwood looks like a, every actor ever. No, nah, he looks like a barrister.
0: Oh, like in or, real is life. He a
1: barrister or a planning lawyer. Gonna Can't give him remember. a fake. Give him. have got to give him Pete, a Tim Pete, Davis State oh, no, style fake name. No, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of his name because Pete, me and Pete have dealt with him, and every time we get an email or we have to call him or whatever, we talk about
0: page forty-seven.
1: We, what we, page we, is it? Forty. No, that's not coming to me. Page forty. Three. See, that part's great. I like that part. And I like the whole Buckingham Palace. How, how would you go the, with, you know, the,
0: that you know that bit where he sees the president and why the president doesn't just say, yeah, we just fell into this little alcove. It's all good. Yeah, I'm totally yeah, yeah, fine.
1: Uh, oh, no one else can get you out of, uh, You're the president. You're the mate. president. Why yeah. don't you just say we <laughs> fell on. into this little alcove? You legitimately are the commander in chief. You can tell them all. That's uh, one, guns <laughs> down, lads.
0: That's one of those moments where, yeah, why don't you just he goes, they're going to come after you, Gates. It's like, why? Just tell them, no, we just <laughs> fell into <laughs> this little room. You should have turned around and gone what? <laughs> what do you mean? But how would you have gone if um, you were Ben Gates and the president gives you the like the the location number of the book? Go to this spot and find it. I would have gone. You're gonna need to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to go back inside. Yeah. You're gonna have to write yeah, this I, down. You got a pen? I oh, fuck, mate. I, I'm not gonna remember this. I'm gonna yeah. walk five meters down the road.
1: And then like the code is like another seven letters as well. And I
0: like it when Ben doesn't he give him the numbers and he's like got it and he walks away. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like E F. Asterisk, pound sign. We,
1: we can't even... Hashtag. ...create a food order. Like, oh, so what did you want <laughs> Ice the cream, Chinese? Ice
0: cream emoji. He's going, <laughs> fuck.
1: Oh, beef and black bean, fried rice. Oh, no, no, slow down. Wait what a minute. Who Does someone <laughs> say spring rolls? <laughs> no. He didn't get him to repeat it no, at all. No, no just, he,
0: he was just like, I've got it. Thank you, Mr. President.
1: But it's also, you could tell it was... I reckon they wrote the script and the numbers were just like insert numbers here because he... I reckon he gives too many. Six four two one five. It's like, <laughs> why was there a pause? Is this a phone number? He's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm gonna say four letters, uh, four numbers, and then oh shit, that might not be enough. Seven eight two. I
0: just like, like how he b. <laughs> <laughs> you should have done. Gates should have walked off, and just as he was out of earshot, he goes f because <laughs> you'll never find it, Gates. <laughs> You're fucking idiot. Ah, uh, they've been talking about doing another one for a long time. It's not going to happen.
1: I haven't watched the TV show. It got cancelled. Well, there you go. I think was like some – like, yeah, it was a senile.
0: Yeah, and initially I was like, are they pretending that he's like this or is he actually like this? He was actually like that. Then he died and then his grandson, who was actually like a singer, like a solo guitarist, came into the show for some reason. <laughs> We've spoken about it before. The United Benetton – Colors like you yeah. know, the, the cast ticks every box you can imagine, yeah. and they're just a bunch of really incredibly, um, you know, uh, capable dudes.
1: We watched something the other night, I don't know what it is, and it was like a black dad, an Asian mum, and the daughter was like something, and like, I'm just have them all be black, we've or spoken have about them all this, we've spoken <laughs>
0: about this, mate. <laughs> and, and the, 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 sh- the Nintendo Wii ad, if you've got, if you've it's got like, a, an who is actress, this family,
1: if you've got an actress who's Interracial, that's fine. Mm. Okay, then you can get get two parents that are. But at least go. Oh yeah. Oh, we can make the connection. She looks half black, half white. Yeah. Yeah. The mum's black. The dad's white. Whatever. Yeah, that works. Bit of Derek Jeter. The dad can't be Asian. The mum, black, and then all of a sudden it's a Chinese girl. It's like it's it's just. Sorry, did I say
0: Asian and black? I don't know. Yeah, but what I'm
1: saying, everything was just all. I was like, okay, I know you want to tick some boxes, but shit.
0: Fast and the Furious has done this. So Dom Toretto. It's all about family. It's all about family. Dom Toretto obviously had a relationship with Elsa Pataki. She's a a white Spanish lady married to Chris Hemsworth, of course, in real life. Yes, she is. And they've had like a black child. And it's like Dom Toretto's not even – his brother's John Cena in these movies. And he's – it's like – He's he's Hispanic. He's like Hispanic. And she's like Spanish. Yeah, Very beautiful woman. And then they've somehow—it's like this.
1: What is happening here? I've forgotten the storylines. So they get together in the.
0: So no, nah, she's gone. I think she might have even died. Doesn't he get together with Letty? Yeah, he's back with Letty now.
1: Because she forgot who she was for she's, a bit. She had amnesia. <laughs> I remember
0: she had amnesia for a little bit, the, and then he took her to a like a. He took her to like a drag race.
1: The Asian guy got together with Gal Gadot,
0: but she died. She died. Gal's dead. Well, the Asian guy died, and then he came back. He's always eaten. He's always eating and he died. They killed him off in Tokyo Drift and then they brought him back and then they were like, no, these actually happened before Tokyo Drift and you're like, okay, that actually kind of makes a little bit of sense. That's fine. And then he died again and then no, he's no, he's alive again. It doesn't, It's Just kill these characters off. Is
1: Tyrese it? still in it? What's his name? He's Roman.
0: Roman. What about Ludacris started off as just like a, a guy working at a chop shop and now he's like an international... <laughs> he like was a hacker.
1: In, he was in the second the one. The second right? one.
0: He was wearing a jumpsuit with a big afro.
1: Eva Mendes.
0: Yes, and um, the bad guy was. Uh,
1: that franchise went because there's a lot of films to do. Like
0: that franchise was dangerously close to director video. And faster, th- th- and and furious th- and presents. Then all, then, then all maximum, of a sudden, you know,
1: Vin Diesel's other career just went to the nowhere. So they all came back, and then now it's just spawned off all these other movies. The Rock helped. The Rock.
0: Cole Hauser. Cole Hauser was the bad guy in Too Fast, Too Furious. I think James Remar might have been in it as well. It's like B-movie paradise. I don't remember it well. Yeah, don't try to. We're going to go now. We're going to talk now about the football again. How does that sound? No. So the coaching group, we've got the thing here. I don't know how we got sidetracked on it. Voss being wed to the ideology and that stuff. Have you seen the Spurs Amazon doco? Have you seen any of that? Yes, yes, yes. Now... There might have been some creative editing, but there's a bit in that doco where it's halftime in a game. Must be late in the season. Jose is addressing the playing group, and I don't know for sure.
1: Is this the yellow cards?
0: I'm not not the yellow cards, but he's talking okay. about big big half, really important half. Go out, blah blah blah, and he's revving them up. And I I know because it's tricky sometimes when you shoot this sort of stuff. Are you using inserts from that conversation? They – Amazon probably are because they've got the technology to have all the cameras so they probably are using shots of the players from the right conversation but sometimes you just have to make do with what you've got. Mm. And they cut to the the playing group sitting on their chairs and watching the screen and all that stuff and you're just like, no, you you don't have him. You don't have Yeah, He's talking to him and he's passionate about it and all that but they cut into the room and you're like, you don't got him." But at Chelsea – Is
1: it the part where he goes – ba 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 He does this.
0: <laughs> I'm <a scam>. <laughs> <laughs> Is he doing that? <laughs> yeah. I remember that now. Um, so he's talking about whatever, and, and Hugo Lloris is sitting there and Min's son's sitting there, Harry Kane, all these guys, and it's just like you don't have them. But at Chelsea, he did. Yeah. They'd run through a wall. At Inter Milan. We might have to pause for one second. And into Milan, he had them. Oh, hold on, we're going to pause for one moment. It'll be, it'll be like we never left you in your world. All right, we're back. Okay, good stuff. That was good. We had to catch up. We're back on the back on deck here. Are you going to feel that? No, nah, we're just going to cut straight from one end to the next. We might, I, I, you know, what I could do? I I could put in like a little.
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: I won't though. I'll forget. Um, but what we were talking about with Jose was just that idea of, and with Voss at the moment feels like. Certain messaging works for certain groups and it doesn't for others. At the moment, it doesn't feel like he's got a, a, a kind of messaging that's working, which is leading to my next heading, which is less is more. So, and this is more of a stream of conscience thought that I, that I sort of consciousness thought that I wrote down earlier today. So I wonder if I can extrapolate it out and make sense of it. But I just wonder: is he forcing things? Is he is he forcing things a bit hard? Is he trying a bit too hard? Because I truly believe in footy, having seen a, a bit of it at, at a good level. Less is more. Less meetings, less directives, less confusing nonsense and rhetoric and whatever. Yep. I've heard stories from guys that have played under Chris Scott, super effective, super efficient model. You aren't at the club earlier than you need to be, later than you need to be, longer than you need to be. You're there to prepare to do football and you're out the door when you're done. Yep. Meetings, he doesn't do meetings after games, like all that kind of stuff. It just feels like the most efficient you're here and you're like, oh okay, it's yeah, interesting, yeah. And
1: it's it, the first thing it's the first thing they attack though, after they were like zero and three.
0: But even then, you've seen it work. So Geelong's model is, well, we know it works, so we don't need to change it, do we? Yeah. We know it works. We just got some injuries at the moment, but it doesn't matter if you're a footballer or a CPA, people hate being at work longer than you need to be earlier than you need to be, later than you need to be. Mm. And I just wonder that are they forcing things? Are they trying too hard? Is Voss trying too hard? Has he gone too much too Is the message now too big? the directions too many? Because the impression I get, I'm keen for your thoughts,
1: is... Whether that's the messaging or not, it needs to be peeled back.
0: But it feels like all of that stuff has added up to stymie players' creativity, freedom, instinct.
1: There's no instinct. There's no instinct.
0: So all of this stuff has just... It's, it's clogged up. You know what it is? It's like my urinary tract, that area where when I've had too much sugary shit and I get the kidney stones. It's just a gradual buildup of calcification that is eventually going to form a blockage.
1: I love how you know that and go, bugger it, I'm going to continue with my...
0: I Well, look, the second time around I was a lot... Um, I actually got some solace when I was talking to the doctor about it and he just said, yeah, look, this is. you'll get another one. Ten years, fifteen years, you'll get another one.
1: You're obviously susceptible. He
0: said it, he goes, look, there are certain things you can modify to delay when you get another one. He goes, but you just you're going to get another one at some point. Drink red wine. I drink red Ribena. That, that's purple. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that is like this, that. That message, the messaging. I would love to. I would love to see and know what they're doing and just sort of gauge – yeah, is it – how much is it? Is it a lot? Is it overbearing? Is it oppressively sort of, you know, direction-based?
1: Uh, I don't know if – it. That, that's a question – well, that's it's, it's more of a rhetorical question because no one actually knows. But either way, it needs to be stripped back and people just need to be told, just focus on this today. And everything else just – Take it as it comes.
0: Because football ultimately is actually quite a simple...
1: Like Adam Saad should be told. I know I'm focusing a lot on him, but and there's others who could get this similar message. But Saad, just go. Go. You get caught. Go. Who gives a shit?
0: Use your weapon. Wrap around handball. Look for Saadi. You All want right. to
1: use him. Do it, Chris. Yaron. Remember you- every time when Yaz used to get the ball, everyone used to go...
0: Run. Which one to use him. Run. 100%. You know, this is that 20th idea 20th minute of, of
1: the last quarter. Run. He's been running off freaking day. He's got nothing left. <laughs> he's got nothing
0: left. But 100%, and Saad's a really great example of a guy who feels like he's playing so restricted, not physically, mm. mentally. But that that's wing.
1: why I said to Timbo, move him. So even if you say to my oh, yeah, just unleash. No, don't, can't say unleash and he's in the same role. Put him on a wing. Put 100%. him at half forward. Put him in half, Look, see if he can lock that ball in.
0: I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But just, he's, a, he's a microcosm, too, of a guy that looks and that's the reason I asked the question is because I think he sums it up. I think he sums up a playing list that is playing with the burden of not how I how I want to play, not how I like to play, but how I'm told to play. And yep. that's fine. Yep. Take directions. Yep. But you can't be completely, you know... <sighs> Turfing all your instinct and all you like doing and all you bring to the team because the coach wants you to do something that's actually harming the team, I suppose, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So he might be more defensively switched on, but he's offensively giving us nothing. Nothing. And you kind of like, again, there's a balance there. The balance is not completely abstain, you know, your defensive duties, but also give us some run, give us some dare, take some meters. Drive your legs out of defence. Take seventy-five meters for us once you've kicked the ball.
1: Once and what? And we don't do it at all. But when you run, you break lines, cause chaos, and then everything else from there—the setup, the defensive setup—that's a kick away—is now all of a sudden half a kick. So, well, they're useless.
0: But the defensive setup as well becomes: oh, I've got to go to this guy. Yeah, and yeah. then if I go, and then if the ball goes past me, you've got to go to the next guy and then everything starts getting pulled apart. We see it when we don't have the ball.
1: We're so stagnant. When we got the ball and we're in our defence, we don't move. We don't We don't run and spread. I don't care what anybody – there's no – people go, why don't we play on quick? To what? There there's is nothing. nothing to play on to. That's, that's, that's effort. That's run. That's spread. And our forward line, people need to be told – Harry needs to be told – You don't mark the ball inside 50. You mark the ball between 60 and 40. You lead. A, he's a better mark on the lead.
0: The defensive stuff's interesting, what you just said there, because, like, I agree. And what happens when you spread is even a a really stodgy, stoic, really organised defence, heads are on swivels. Who's going where? Have you got him? Who's going on him? What's happening here?
1: You've got to spread... Both ways,
0: but you have to recognise too. If you're defending in that situation, you 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 ask the defender to who am I? Who's my who's my nearest? Yeah, where am I active? And that creates delay. His first goal. Ugh. All creates- of a sudden,
1: and, and Mitch is like, Mitch realises, goes, "Oh shit!" and just starts pointing. Mm. It's too late. It's too late. But when you spread and you spread both ways, it opens up corridor too, and then that whole arc. Oh, we that's don't use the corridor
0: because it's fucking clogged and we're going to lose you, it there. That's why you spread, to stretch the field, to create space. You don't spread to get the ball. Do
1: you know why we don't spread? A, we're not fit enough. No, we're not fit enough. We've, 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 we've hit that too much. We're not fit enough, but we don't spread because when you spread and you turn it over, gone. You're gone. But you can't play with that mindset. You no. can't play with a, we're going to fuck this up.
0: That's well, what we spoke about last week with the Phil Knight thing, but the mindset is we're on offense all the time. Mm. The idea, the mindset is we're attacking all the time,
1: because so that, you're, you're that defending then, aggressively. You're, but that you're, then leads to you defending less.
0: No, it does absolutely. You're defending like Darcy Moore last week was a great example of aggressive defence. Mm. We're we're attacking the ball. We're and playing that's why the
1: ball. teams get run-ons. That's why momentum about because all of a sudden someone scores and then they get their confidence, so they start attacking. They start and guess what? The opposition starts doing the inverse of that and that's what builds momentum whereas we're just
0: it's a positive it's a mindset it's a positivity thing if you play positively if you face the game if you run and carry, if you move the ball quickly that's a positive mindset maybe we need some hypnosis oh geez don't even get me started on that shit oh no what is this this is a maroon five banger oh no it is a banger. It's a mid 2010s banger. Oh shit. They sort of went away there for a little bit, Maroon 5. And they came back with more tats. You've got to give them credit. They've been around. I've been around for twenty years. It's a bit of a piss week song, but it's it's a banger and it's quite popular. Why do we play that, Tim?
1: Cause the blues are shit, Sean.
0: The Tim! Was- because the blues aren't very good anymore, Tim. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> that is a blues-back banger. Did you uh, do you ever follow that thing where uh, – No, you mean the blues aren't. Blues back. are shit banger, sorry. <laughs> blues a shot mid-2010s banger. Um, did you follow that thing where Adam Levine was like he cheated on his wife who was the – Levine? Vic- uh, whatever his name is. What did I say? Levine. Oh, whatever. He cheated on his wife who was the Victoria's Secret kind of model and everyone was like up in arms and he's cheated on his wife, the Victoria's Secret model. I am not for one second absolving Adam – what's his name? Levine. Levine. Levine for cheating on his wife because that is bad. Infidelity is bad. Yep. He is a celebrity. Yep. They do not live in the same world. He doesn't just get – it's not like he wakes up and goes, you know what, that's never going to happen to me again. I've met a Victoria's Secret supermodel. But she's in that film clip. No, I agree. But this idea of like, we like each other and we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. He'll have another model in next week throwing herself at him. Tom Brady style. Tom Brady style. I'm not, as I said, I'm not having a go at, uh, no, I'm not defending him. Who was Tom Brady's first? Michelle Monaghan. Moynihan. Moynihan. Moynihan's the different one. Moynihan's the kiss, kiss, bang, bang, Mission Impossible is she in the movie? Eagle Eye, I believe she I really
1: in. liked it and I can't remember the name. I've only ever watched it once and I remember saying to Kelly, I didn't mind that. It's the train, the accident, Jake Gyllenhaal, and I think he's going back into his dreams and they're trying to solve something by sending him back into his own memories. It sounds vaguely familiar. They're on a train, they're in Chicago, they're going to work and the, the train blows up. And he's basically sent back through his memories, he's sent back into the scenario. Hold
0: on. Let's have a look at this.
1: And he kind of, he manoeuvres around to try and he knows where he's at and he's got to try to source find. Source code. Source
0: code. That's the one. I didn't mind that. Yeah, that was okay. What else is she doing? Is she in that? that? Yeah, she, yeah, she's <laughs> in that. <laughs> at least I'm thinking about the right person. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. That was good. She was in that. Mission Impossible, of course. Is she in one of those, like, Sandler
1: movies? Or... Yeah, Pixels. Yeah. Was she in um the one with um Jerry Springer? <laughs> also. You dead. are not the father. Yeah, um, dead. He is um, dead, Jerry. Ben Stiller. Is she in one of those Ben Stiller movies, one of those rom-coms? Uh, Heartbreak Kid Heartbreak Kid she's in,
0: which is... A watchable movie.
1: Pete loves Heartbreak Kid.
0: He would just love the um, uh, what's her name, um, the freaky um, Marlon Ackerman. Yeah, she's actually very good in that film. She's a complete nightmare.
1: She's in billions.
0: Danny McBride very good in uh, Heartbreak Kid as well in a small kind of role as the brother in the brother in law.
1: <laughs> I, I, I know. I know. Podcasts are audio.
0: jerking uh, off like a pilgrim.
1: <laughs> I'm doing the uh, the spirit fingers when he's going over the, over the- spread that he's just cooked. <laughs>
0: you just cooked all our food. <laughs> they're talking about rationing everything. He's cooked every single thing they have. <laughs> the next heading I've got here is The Wrong Stuff. So Voss is caught up in all this defensive stuff. Yeah, That's and like a
1: song that was left on the cutting room floor from New Kids on the Block. The Wrong Stuff. Yeah. Well, they're, they're one of their big hits was The Right Stuff.
0: The Right Stuff was um, not a bad movie and a disappointing TV show. One of the first – I want to say it was on – jeez, what was it on? Disney or something like that. And they did like a I don't know. It. A right stuff TV show. The guy from Suits, the main guy from Suits. Harvey Specter? No, not Harvey Specter. Um the other the other main guy. Lewis Litt. No, the other main guy. The guy that was dating Megan Markle's character. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He wasn't a lawyer. Ross. He
0: wasn't a real lawyer and then What was his name? Ross. Michael Ross? Oh, what's his, what's the actor's name? The actor's is not important. Um Mike Ross. But he, he was in it as one of the, well, obviously the right stuff, the legendary. He
1: is married astronauts. to Troyan Baldessario, who was in like Pretty Little Lies, but I can't think of his name in real life. He's married to her.
0: Yeah, hold on, we'll bring this up. I've got IMDb. We'll bring this up. Suits. Weird name, Troyan. People are yelling at the Patrick Adams. Patrick Adams. Patch. Patch Adams. Lee, Lee Adams. Lee Adams. We'll call him Lee from now on. Chicken wing. Uh, <laughs> the old two piece feet. <laughs> Patch Adams. Uh, what was I talking about the wrong stuff yeah disappointing TV show but um, interesting idea media sort of went through that phase didn't they they did the first man with the Gemini project and uh, this weird remake of the right stuff which was sort of disappointing didn't really go anywhere so we make really really heavy weather of scoring and we've always talked about the ability or inability to kick easy goals as a really good way of gauging how effective your style of play is so last night, I'm sure you would have noticed because we're so impotent. Mm. We're two goals down, but it feels like we're six goals down. Yeah. Because we just make we just make scoring so difficult by virtue of the way we play and but because we play so incredibly stodgy it's just so hard to invest in because you don't get any reward. Yeah, emotionally, physically, it's just so draining. So I can only imagine how tough it is to play. You spoke last night, obviously, about leading patterns and targets inside 50. You know, people want to talk about controlling the game and all that kind of stuff. We don't get any reward because of how we play. Like scoring, we make scoring so difficult and it's just baffling that people coaching the club don't go, fuck, Hmm. we make it Jesus Christ. Now, whilst
1: there were opportunities last night via sit shots that we... Would normally take like Charlie. Charlie had a a mare as far as kicking for goal, which would have brought us closer, if not put us in a winning position last night. But that aside, given the opposition, we were in the we were going to be in the game regardless. So they were, they didn't have the ability to kind of pull away from us up until late, but. We do not make anything easy on ourselves going forward. Now, how do oppositions manufacture it whereby our forward line is so congested and theirs is so open when we need it that way? How does it always end up? And I know how it is. It's slow ball movement mm. allows them to get back. But how have they always got an open forward line?
0: We just play the why game. Why are we
1: over committing?
0: We play the game exactly the way our opponents want it Wanted. played yeah. every single week. And, and we don't look at do anything challenging. Why that. is there
1: so much space? I'll
0: give you an example. I've been watching this. Um, uh, it was made a long time ago. I've been telling you guys about it on the text. I remember seeing it. There used to be this shop on Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Street, this like American DVD shop, and they'd get like American release DVDs and they'd get stuff early, obviously, if they were released in America early. And I never used to buy anything from there, but I always used to be fascinated about stuff that they'd get that maybe we wouldn't get. And whenever I'd walk in, there was always this thing, and I, had a, I can still see the picture today, Babe Ruth, famous photo coming to the plate. So Ken Burns did a documentary series, a nine-part documentary series in 1994 about the history of baseball. And it's funny, having finally watched it last week, each episode is an innings, basically, and each innings focuses on a time period, and each episode goes for two hours. And then in like, so
1: it's an eighteen-hour commitment. It's
0: an eighteen-hour document, maybe a little bit more than that in total, because some episodes are like one fifty-five, but some are like two twenty. Yep. So the first episode covers like eighteen thirty till like eighteen ninety, and then by the end, by maybe four.
1: When you say one fifty-five, you're saying an hour fifty-five, not one hundred and fifty-five minutes. One hundred
0: fifty. No, they go for like two and a bit hours. Okay. One of the episodes goes for like two and a half hours. Um. But they're so beautifully put together, so brilliantly done. And I was actually watching it, I thought, do you remember the '96, the centenary of football doco, which the AFL did, which you can watch on YouTube. It's a very good watch. I was like, that came out obviously in 96. I don't remember it. These started airing in 94. And I was watching these and I was like, yeah, someone at the AFL saw this and said, can we do something like that for the 100th? And it was a great idea. The Australian one was very good, but it only goes for 90 minutes. Was
1: it? Available on Australian Football Video? It
0: was. Absolutely it was. Um, and it was advertised as such whenever you bought something from them for the next five years.
1: The Australian Football Video used to have an ad at the start with Barassi. Barassi. was, Barass was saying aggressively something.
0: aggressively asking you to buy, buy things. Buy something,
1: yeah. Because I've got... Um,
0: Electrifying 80s?
1: No, I've Decade got that delivered? Captain Kernahan That's a good video. Um, so that's where I remember it from. The Decade that delivered a brilliant watch. But they've got the decade that delivered as like an ad on the Captain VHS. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. VHS. That's, that's brilliant. So anyway, this Ken Burns Doco, 94. And then they did a, a they revisited it like maybe 20 years later. And then they did the 10th inning, they did the top of the 10th, bottom of the 10th, which basically covered 10 years. Yep. The missing parts. 94 to 04, 04 to 14 sort of thing. Yep. And anyway, when they come back and do the 10th inning, it was really fascinating because they'd done the whole history of the game up until the early 90s. And they've got um, uh, Pedro Martinez. Yep. Legendary pitcher. Yep. For the, for the Boston Red the, Sox. The, the Montreal Expos and the Boston Red Sox. Probably went somewhere after the Red Sox. But he has this thing where he's talking about someone frames it that at his best, he had the best fastball, the best changeup, and the best curveball in yep. baseball. Sometimes, you know, you'll have three pitches and you go, well, Fab Fab's got the fastball and – Sean's got the the curve and, and, you know, Davis has got the change-up. But they're the best pitchers in baseball. They said at his best. He had all three. He had all three. He was just the best pitcher in baseball by a mile. Mm. And they're talking to him about how um, his fastball was like 98 miles an hour and then the average change-up, which is effectively your slower ball, Mm -hmm. usually is about 12 miles an hour slower. I said his was like 17. So this guy was laughing. He was like, it's unfair.
1: And it's not – and people that listen to this were go, Oh, just throw it softer. No. No. Because then you're throwing pies. Nick and back no. he he for a home. He ride. said
0: at his best, said yeah. he was you think he's gonna throw you a ninety eight hour mile, mile an hour fastball, he's gonna throw you an eighty one mile an hour change up. He goes, You can't hit it.
1: And the action is the same. Is the same. That's the point. Yeah.
0: So Pedro Martinez was asked about it and, and he goes and he wasn't being cocky or anything, but he was really interesting and he said he goes, if you can't hit a change up, that's not my fault. And you'll be seeing a change up until you can. And I was watching last night having watched that doco last week and I thought the bloke they've got playing on Charlie Curnow cannot live with this guy. That's not our problem. Isolate him, put him deep, put a small with him.
1: put every- Take everyone else out. And
0: take everyone else out. This guy can't live with him and that's not our problem. But we sit in the box and go, no, nah, just kick it to packs. Just kick it to big packs. Yeah. Not – Every time these guys are in something vaguely looking like a one-on-one, Charlie marks it, Yeah. even when he's on the ground.
1: Yeah, amazing.
0: But honestly, no one in the box is watching it going, they can't hit a change-up. He just keeps throwing him fastballs. Keep throwing him fastballs. Yep. He can't hit a curve, mate. Can't hit it. No, 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 fastballs. And
1: conversely, they will struggle to get through a midfield that's got another another plus two in there. Or a half-back line that has another couple of players in there. Because those players that you're taking out of the forward line are going to go somewhere.
0: Well, they just go a little bit further up yeah, the ground. Yeah, you know
1: you're overnumbering at contest. Yeah. That means you're able to win it better. And that gives you better. And sh- guess what? And if they don't match us with numbers at the contest...
0: We've got a few more behind. That's it. But then you can control it. It's like... <sighs> and particularly at the SCG, where it's a very squat ground... Jesus
1: Christ. Someone kicked it from inside Defensive 50... It. it must be like probably McGovern or something, someone who had a decent leg on him. You
0: know what else it does?
1: It's a tiny ground. That's got, not 50 metres out, nah, by the way.
0: No, it's 40-something. I've got the note here about shots at goal later. And it's similarly, we missed Look, we missed a handful of shots that you should kick. Not a, not a problem in the world. Yeah. Not a problem in the world. But we didn't miss any from like 20.
1: Charlie, but we scored
0: from it. We scored from it, but we didn't yeah. miss any from 20. You look at Collingwood last week, they haven't set shots 30 out directly in front. We're having them from forty-five, worse than a forty-five degree angle. <laughs> Harry's on the wrong side for a left-footer sometimes, etc. And you sort of you're just watching us play, thinking you're so dumb. <laughs> you are so dumb. The yeah. way you're playing this game, you're making
1: it hard for yourself. You're
0: making it so hard for yourself. Like I said, I can't remember the Tim. This is where we need Tim and Tim's bloods. The bloke playing on Charlie can't go with him. Cannot go with him. Put him in the goal square and say good luck yeah no we won't do that just kick it to a pack all night yeah it's it's infuriating stuff Char-
1: Harry Harry's best football I still go back was three four years ago when he was running up on the wing marking the ball
0: he did a little bit of it late yesterday and he was okay
1: he needs to be on his bike because if he stays still when he's running and jumping at it he's good but when he he tries to he tries to outmuscle three four mmm People, It doesn't work.
0: So, I mean, what do you got? You reckon oh, – I had the mind watching it and I thought Charlie Deep and he goes with a small, so it's two on two. And, that, and
1: do you know who that small is? Motlop? No. Nope. Oh. Motlop's playing VFL. Oh, he's? Oh, he's.
0: Um, and then you've got – Because the,
1: if it turns into a bit of a a scraggle, you need someone who's got a bit – Jesse Motlop, look, I'm not writing the kid off. He, he's, he's in his – Early second year, how many games would he have played? 15? He's not given us anything. And I'm talking about mm. he, like he gets
0: – He was okay last week.
1: It's time for – I think it's time for us. But we get very little out of he and Corey Durden.
0: I would like to see him as like a for a bit of a – we tried Fish as the high half forward.
1: As, as Fish?
0: I'd like to see him his, do that. What do they call it? Done his penance? Yeah, he'll be straight back. He was all right yesterday.
1: Straight back? He's been out for three weeks. But he'll be back next week. Has to, but why isn't he? He could provide that forward pressure.
0: We've tried him forward, it doesn't work. The only player our,
1: our forward mix is off, too. It's terrible.
0: The only player we I'll don't go- have
1: anyone, we have no one supporting. We know what we've got in Charlie and Harry, and Harry's got his issues with gawky. We don't, I don't even think we need to discuss Harry's kicking. Look, like it's, it's an issue. Fix it. We will later. Um, we get nothing out of our small forwards. Oh, he was oh he was down last night but has genuinely been our best. We've got no medium forwards whatsoever. Well, we were hoping that was and Martin. And the minute we remove Sauce, and now Sauce hasn't been in great form, but the minute we remove him, you look at it and go, shit, we could do with Sauce right now.
0: Yeah, sauce, sauce is one of his absence makes the heart grow fonder. When he's not there, when he is there, people shit can't him. And when he's not there, it's, it's like,
1: like, oh shit, we fuck. need.
0: Well, look, we were hoping that those medium forwards were McGovern and Barton, and one of them's gone back and one of them is never fit. And won't be fit. Probably not. The only player I've got here that plays assertively for us, particularly in the front half, is um, Charlie. Yeah. No one else plays assertively. Harry doesn't play assertive football.
1: Could you imagine Charlie Curnow in Collingwood's forward line? Oh, my God. No, No, honestly, he'd kick 100 easily.
0: Yeah, because the way they move the ball, the way they get it in, how they isolate. And
1: this whole debate about who the best forward in the league is, it wouldn't be around.
0: No, because we we don't know how to use him. Why are we surprised though? We don't know how to use anyone. In
1: spite of the way we play, he's leading the common. We
0: don't know how to use anyone. Um, And then the last one I've got here with the coach is just defensive staff and about we have no discipline in D1 or D2. The ball comes down the ground uh, for their second goal, I think it was. And our starting points were so wide. And if you have brave and you want to attack the corridor, there's no one help side on the corridor. There's no one keeping the ground fat. Yep. And it's like they just go straight over and you're out. And that's about starting points. That's where am I meant to be. That's people behind them directing traffic. That's people behind them knowing where the guy's up the field net meant to be and yelling out, you're too wide, you're too skinny, you know, get back, whatever. Yep. And you just watch it unfold every week and you're like, this should be stuff that's trained. Every second day in preseason, So it's semi-pro style. We go out and run the play. We just know where to That's be.
1: That's it. Second nature. Nothing is second nature.
0: Nothing. Us. Everything's got to think about it. Yeah. Oh, shit! where do I need to be here? Oh, no. Where's my man? I've lost him. Where is he?
1: You'll know who quoted him. This is a quote, a famous quote. Yep. If you think, you're dead. You know you know it. That's I do what know.
0: What was it? I do know it. <laughs> I can see in it. In
1: other words, it's instinct.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. Oh. Who was it? Maverick, yes. No, I could see him. I could see yeah. him like um, in the classroom.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And that's the thing; it's got to be instant. Yeah. Now, can I raise something? No. And you can't overly probe. Oh no. Um, know that it's good data. Oh no. Know that it's good.
0: Should I be getting my sound bites ready?
1: No, no, no. It's not. It's not uh, statistical. Give it to me. It's. I have been informed. I will not reveal my, reveal Just my sources. Just fucking come
0: out with it, Superco. No, no. Who? Superco.
1: No, no. Well, I won't reveal my sources, but what I have been told is that Weeders and Lewis Young are not...
0: They're not simpatico. No. As in they don't like each other.
1: And that Weeders has requested... Now, grain of salt, but I, I'm, my, my mail is is generally quite on when it comes to this. And I very rarely go with it.
0: Why are you keeping Pierre a secret here? It would come from him, wouldn't
1: it? Oh, well, as I said, we won't We won't go there. Hi, <laughs> Pierre. Um, and that Wieters has been calling for somebody else.
0: Who's the somebody else? Mr Plough?
1: No, I think it was Durden or someone. Marchbank. Now, now if you look deeper into it, Lewis Young can't play one-on-one, and that's probably taken away. Weeders is the, the better of the two. I think they're both capable marks. I don't think Lewis Young's a worse mark than Weeders.
0: Oh, In- Weeders knows form. what to do with
1: it more. On form. And I think Weeders is getting, was getting frustrated at the sense that, well, Lewis Young's, while Weeders is taking the lockdown role, Lewis Young is doing the over-the-top. Marking, which he does great. But then once he's got it, it all turns to shit from there because he can't kick the ball and save it. Would that
0: go away. some way to pretend correct to explaining
1: I, – So I get given this information
0: – In a manila folder on early, your desk,
1: on early on Monday.
0: Just slipped under your door.
1: And then when the team comes out on Friday or Thursday to see Lewis Young dropped. Now, that might have been just because there's no matchup, but we did bring in Brody Kemp –
0: and then played Lewis Young forward in the twos.
1: So make of that what you will. This is a watch this space. But it was also Jacob Wiedering's best game for the season. It was. Because he was playing that freer type role. Now he's kicking. Start. It got better. It got better. Thank God. Because, mm. hey, Sean, it wasn't getting much worse. He was under
0: hitting them. He was trying to trace a ball at them. Yeah. But it got
1: better. i oh, like, it,
0: this is a watch this space. I like this. So... Yeah. Keep an eye on this. Then this developer that this is all you put this all in the mix and we um, young gets dropped and then young plays forward in the twos. Mm. Mm. And then obviously I will tell you off, I will
1: tell you off pod in and then the confidence that you don't go <laughs> to social media and then
0: Wiedering obviously had been in a dip of form obviously a bit of confidence yep. had been lost he's obviously been asked maybe to play a role that's not his favoured role yep because the other guy can't play the role that he would actually need to play. Interesting. That flows on somewhat um, nicely into our last uh, little segment here before we get to chicken salads and whatever. Um, the playing group. Now, we asked about the – what spoke about you were potting blokes and dropping blokes and cutting them last night on the text. All
1: of them, actually. Ruthlessly. Probably 19 blokes got cut.
0: You got said, you said we we're going to make 23 changes for next week. Um, 19. So a key issue for me is that we don't actually play like a team. It's not that we play selfishly because that's a different thing. Mm. We actually don't play cohesive football, which means we don't play confident football. Yeah. And that's a point. There's no rhythm. We're not There's in no rhythm. Yeah. And the reason for that is I don't think we understand why Voss wants us to play the way he does. I don't think we – being told to play a particular way is one thing and it's not working is another thing, but then not actually understanding why are we playing this way? What's the – Well, that comes down to selling the message. Under, absolutely. Because understanding builds confidence and confidence builds belief and belief builds resilience. We have
1: But once it works none of that. You get buy-in once you've got buy-in. This is
0: Collingwood. We spoke about it earlier. Yep. Collingwood got um, reward for the way they were playing. That built confidence individually, collectively. That built belief and, and resilience and this idea that we're not out of the game. Ever. Ever. And that's why it's so much more important than this tactical slapshot sort of stuff that they do. Well, they believe and they believe in the system, they believe in each other and they believe it'll work. And that was more powerful arguably than the rock-solid game plan that we're trying to chase, which isn't working in the slightest. Now, you got very emotional. You said you wanted to go over a couple of names, so I wrote them down.
1: Okay. I was going to say, I don't have my phone with me, so I don't remember which names I gave you.
0: Harry Mackay. I've got the note here. Harry is symptomatic of a team without those core intangibles of belief and confidence yep. and form. This is not him. He is a much better player than what we're seeing. Is he just a bit of a gentle giant? Is it is it too late to get some mongrel into him? And, and it's
1: an observation opposition supporters have, have thrown about. Now, we always used to – do you recall early days, Harry? Harry had – and I'll, I always used to say Harry is the one who had a bit of the see you next Tuesday about him. And it's kind of like it's it been is mellowed. Yeah. So, which is weird.
0: But um, do you want another United metaphor? Yeah. Who for Manchester United last year was in Harry's position this year, before turning it around?
1: Marcus Rashford.
0: Marcus Rashford.
1: The child feeder.
0: Mother Teresa, the child feeder, <laughs> MBE, Pelé. Um, so. Marcus was at the Walthamstow Palace. You know they,
1: Gary Neville put Martinelli on the left-hand side in his team of the year.
0: Whatever, who cares? Martinelli's had a brilliant He's had a good year. year. He hasn't had a better year than Rashford. Rashford um, scored thirty goals. It's ridiculous. So Marcus Rashford last year, massive crisis of confidence in all sorts. Looked a shallow of a player that he'd been. Yeah. Just didn't have any confidence. Rhythm—the word you use—had nothing about it. And not in. And-
1: Whilst Ralph didn't do much at United, Rashford was played everywhere—left, right, up front, Central. on his own with with a partner. Everything. Nothing worked.
0: No, and this year, you know, he's hit thirty goals, and he's actually missed a bit of football through injury. So thirty goals is probably unders. Yep. Really, you know, he's missed a bit of football mm. and, and had some issues. He got
1: injured, like when he was just scoring he
0: was red hot. Um. So, Harry's in that spot at the moment where you go, We've all seen you be a fantastic, we've all seen you be better than this. Medalist. So, you're in a massive crisis of confidence at the moment. And then I thought to myself, another United striker many moons ago went through a crisis of confidence. And I hope that you know where I'm going with this. Robin Van Persie went through a rough trot in his first season. He started like a house on fire, won mm. the league, basically. Yep. And we got to the back part of the year and he just went through a bit of a barren run. Maybe the emotion of the season just sort of petered out a little bit and and all of that that sort of fizz that had fired the club in the first four months had sort of petered out a, a touch. But he went through a bit of a barren run and the press were talking about it and what's going on with Van Persie, et what did he? Do you remember what he did when he finally broke his duck? Do you remember what he did immediately? I think it might have actually been a penalty. We are wearing the blue... Uh, hooped sort of away jersey and he broke his duck, he finally hit the scoreboard. I don't remember it. Do you remember who he ran to? No. Sir Alex. Yeah, I don't remember. He scored the goal and he wheeled away in celebration and within a split second, like, sprinted to Ferguson and gave him a big hug and all that. And I just thought, do we have anyone... Don't need to make a big song and dance about it, but do we have anyone who Harry puts through the shot against Collingwood last week and he gets to the bench and they give him a hug and a high five and a fucking mm. well done, buddy?
1: This is going to Because they believe in him. This is going to sound weird. I'm talking about real weird. Good. And I might be overstating his importance. Have we replaced Neil Craig? And people have no, That's be going, years
0: ago. But have we replaced him? You know what, Neil Craig had the best job in, in football. Nice guy, good cop. Yeah. Yeah, the but best you, job but in football. You need it. 100% you do. You need the good cop.
1: Who's, Someone, who's the, the guy who's you, you, your biggest fan, who, who's telling you how good you
0: are? 100% I don't disagree. That's not crazy. The Duke telling Apollo Creed, men want to be with you, <laughs> women want to be with you? <laughs> I don't disagree. This idea Well, of, men
1: love you, women love you. It's but like, this what? idea
0: of. I, I completely agree with what you're saying, though. This idea that. He's in a bit of a barren trot, and they just go, you know what, let's go kick some balls. Yeah. And you know, you know what I do? This is the psychology. It'll make it fun. No, this is the psychology. Go have a chat. We'll have a chat. We'll have a kick. You go out on Princess Park. He's kicking the ball back. He's kicking the ball back. And you'd kick it back and forth for five minutes. And you'd almost say to him, You haven't missed a target, mate. You haven't missed a target yet. Yep. Go, we've been out here for five minutes, chewing the fat, about whatever, Go on. We all know what a, what a great player you are. No, it's it's just in but your head at the moment. Even his around the corner stuff is it's horrible. No, that's it. And just go go, I just reckon you're overthinking it, buddy. Just you know, let's let's work on a routine. Let's, you know, and another thing you're with prof- Harry. I mentioned it, you're a professional footballer, yeah. it's your job, you're at the football club. It shouldn't just be meetings and then you go out and train your balls off, and yeah. then you go into the gym or whatever. Yeah. Go and whatever. And you know what Harry doesn't he? Another gym session. Another gym session. No, get out there and just have a chat chew the fat. Go for a walk. Go to the park next door and go. Go, bro. Have a, have a kick.
1: Watch those twigs that undid uh, Sam Doherty.
0: Yes, very true. Um, we got a thing at Australia Post where they want to outlaw the um, the classic Australia Post red rubber band. You've probably seen them. I mean, you know, legendary, like iconic piece of stationery. As ridiculous as that sounds, the fat. Red Rubber Band, Australia Post. Okay. So they want to outlaw them because uh, apparently they're, a, they're a, Sorry, they're sorry. A... My,
1: do you want to know where my mind is right now? Please. Pete will be going <laughs> – no, I'll tell you after. It'll be something to do with Pete Molinas and Johnny Holmes, but I'll tell you. <laughs> Pete will know where I'm going with it, but so it's the, probably inappropriate. These
0: rubber bands, apparently oh, Apparently, one flew off and hit someone in the eye <laughs> and then so apparently someone, they're on the ground and they're a trip hazard and everyone's just going – So if
1: someone – if someone like got poked in the eye by a stray envelope, does the operation completely shut down? Yeah.
0: Basically, we would get a we would get a memo. We would get an interdepartment memo about be careful of the perils of letters. 100%. Sometimes you just analyze something and go, shit, that was bad luck. The, the guy was putting an elastic band on something Sean, and it just flicked up and hit him in the face. I leg- he had a day off work cuz his eye was sore. I
1: legitimately nearly died going to watch Carlton Collingwood. He did. And honestly, all I did, and people were that there, there was witnesses galore. I tripped over my own. I rolled my own ankle doing nothing, doing nothing. So what are we going to outlaw now? Pedestrian crossings.
0: Hundred percent. People can't walk.
1: I, I couldn't that day.
0: Everyone needs to be I in still, a wheelchair.
1: I still recall. I could. I could clearly make out the underside of that car, <laughs> and now I wasn't run over.
0: <laughs> That's extraordinary. And then uh, you would have been like hitting. You know when you hit a wombat. And then there's two just Collingwood supporters. It just tears the front end off the car.
1: Two Collingwood supporters picked me up, and then I was like just sore everywhere. And you would been... and then guess who came and introduced himself?
0: Adrian Salerno. So oh yeah, well, actually, I've, I've told this story. You, you yeah, you have. That's why I know it. Yeah, yeah. You would have been hitting. You would have been like hitting the big six foot four wombat. Would have just torn the front off. What car was it? What make?
1: I reckon it was a uterus. It was a uh, uterus. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Ross Dagostino, guy we used to know, used to say, used to call his youth the uterus. <laughs>
0: That's a good Tim Davis name drop.
1: Well, Ross Dagostino. Yeah, Ross
0: D'Agostino. <laughs> um so the point I don't know what point we were making. Saad, another like Harry, bereft of confidence, but unlike Harry, he looks as though he's been told. But
1: even defensively not to do something. he looks hesitant. Yep. He looks dare I say it's soft. 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 That's
0: that's dangerous.
1: Um, he just he has no dare. I haven't seen Adam Saad sprint. Now, if this has got something to do with a hamstring, um, tear it or play twos. Mm. He, he Sean. He has not sprinted mm. this season.
0: Yep. But he's like Harry. He's at the other end. But he's symptomatic of a team that is down on confidence yep. because he's not playing the way we need him to. know he can correct and want him to. Who else did I put? Mark Pittenhead. (laughs) Now, what... You wind it up?
1: What this week's contract (laughs) has done has put him in the gun for everybody else to go, four years? Is he worth it? And Friday night, he was rucking against a bloke who looked like he'd never played football before. And whoever that lump he looked like a newborn
0: giraffe. You know when they come and, out and, and can't Hickey, stand up.
1: Hickey, who looks like he always always looks like he's concussed, like he's not really mentally with it. What did he do last night? On a night he should have dominated. He looked horrific. And then outside of a ruck contest, which he never wins, I don't get it. I I'm convinced champion data are playing with my emotions.
0: Can you can you next week? Can, you, Every keep, week can, can he, you keep your own statistics? He reckons he wins.
1: Champion data said, oh, he um, has to advantage. He's the number one ranked ruckman in the he's, Um all, all these key measurable I can't remember him now because I'm too emotional, but
0: champion data would make you believe You look at <laughs> that Mark Bitcoin is the best Taff ruckman in the game. You just it's like what the fuck.
1: Eliminate the stats and look at him and go, where are we?
0: Do you reckon? Do you reckon? We spoke about it last week. Do you reckon Luffy, who's doing some part-time stuff at Carlton,
1: is overloading us with stats that he's
0: gotten into their heads yep. about pitnet I got the note here just for. for um,
1: he thinks I've, he's
0: I've got the, just for uh, what's it, fairness. Mark Pittnet is a workmanlike understudy ruckman. He's a if second. Nathan venator.
1: Buckley says Pitnet one more time. I'm going to drive <laughs> down to Sen
0: with a net, and put him in it. Go! What the fuck are you in, Bucks? You're in a net. No. Um, he's a workman like understudy Ruck. He is a yes. second Ruckman if your number one Ruckman is injured, suspended, mm. otherwise unavailable. Mm. I've got no problem with Carlton having Mark Pittenet on its list. Not as a, not as its number one Ruckman. And four years, I don't understand the rationale in re-signing in medium term when we actually need to be prioritising a replacement
1: Absolutely, it's bizarre. And any anyway, you can tell, you can say all the bullshit you want. This comes out. There's outrage. All right? not, there's I, outra- say, there's I outrage would say from it's Car-
0: outrage. I think it's more like bewilderment. Like okay. what?
1: There's bewilderment from Carlton supporters, and then there's opposition supporters found it hilarious. All right, and because it generated such a, such a stir. The club have, and I'm telling you now, bullshitted. Oh, there was eight offers on the table for Mark Pitnett. Who? I want to see (laughs) these. I ain't telling you.
0: Who, are you a fucking owl now? Who? Who?
1: Who? If, if, name a team, right? If St Kilda said, we want to give Mark Pitnett four years, he's yours, champ. Just send over some Gatorade and and some Elastoplast and that's it. Because honestly, anybody. Can do what he's doing,
0: a nutless monkey. I can like do your job. I
1: like Pitto because he tries. Yes. All right, and as you said, in the event that a decent number one ruckman who we don't have goes down, so yes, I want Pitnett to sign a two-year extension, which is what happened because when we, we
0: recruited him. We had Cruiser. Cruiser lasted eight minutes in the first match of the he year. He was good though. He was excellent. <laughs> Broke his foot, never played again. And you went, oh, well, good. At Matthew
1: Cruiser is at least our ruck coach, he is still the best ruckman. At the club,
0: I would like to see, I would like to see some match sim with Cruz and Pittnet, because I reckon Cruz would have his number, hundred percent. A broken down thirty-four-year-old. And Matthew after Cruise the
1: tap, Pitot's gone, Oh, where are you going, Cruz? We're going to do stuff, Pitto. After the ball's been tapped, we got to lock. Like, because we've got to move. We're going to move. We're got to support and tackle and chase. And we've got to god, get to god the... forbid fucking get the ball and
0: kicking every now. <laughs> we've got to get down the line for the kick.
1: Now, so I've got no issue of Mark Pittnet signing a contract or being an AFL footballer. At the Carlton Football Club, would you
0: have been comfortable with two plus one? Yes. So two plus an option. Yeah. Yeah. At reasonable money. Yeah. Hundred percent. So especially given that we've got no Ruckman. This is what people don't understand. All this—he's signed longer for less. Well, how about we give him <laughs> more? Say about what? What about if we if say say they're paying him four hundred a year? Wow. Okay. So they're paying him four hundred a year, but they're spreading it out over four years. Whatever. What about we give him five hundred a year for two? Yep. Because that's a million. Versus 1.6. Yep. And then we can spend the other $600,000 on something else. Yep. And then that way, that gives us two years to target a better Ruckman who we need to replace him. Yep. That's like, I just don't get it. I just don't get it and I don't like it. And I, he showed
1: why a lot of people were questioning it on Friday.
0: We've said it before, the classic um, If Seinfeld. you don't think it's
1: Gorn or English or Darcy. Darcy. or you go, well, these guys are proven number one AFL ruckman. Cream of the crop. Yeah. You got smashed by Sideshow
0: Bob and the tall bloke that – I don't even know his name. Yeah, I'm not sure. He was horrible. Hickey, I use this one a lot. Hickey looks like the sort of guy, if you took your car in for a service and he was like in the garage. <laughs> Reverse out and go, no, no, no not leaving it here. Not even that. You just go, hey, here you go, mate? No disrespect to people, but he just looks – no disrespect, I don't mean that. Who
1: was that number two, that large lump of a lad who I've never seen before and he's drilling goals from 40? (laughs) (laughs) Why do we get – why do teams always come up against us and players just go?
0: The other man you wanted me to mention was Sam Doherty. What do you got for me with Doc?
1: (sighs) He is output – I think his effort is there because Doc – Doc, yeah, that's just his personality. But his output is horrific. There's nothing.
0: He's a halfback. Stop playing him to the midfield.
1: They, on the radio last night, they pulled up his stats. They were talking about, I can't remember what stat it was. And someone said, oh, and Sam Dockett. He was like the third best or fourth, but maybe disposals or metres game or whatever. And all the commentators went, oof, didn't notice him.
0: Put him to halfback again. Stop moving Kennedy to halfback.
1: He is an all Australian halfback. Yep. And, but not only that, just take that sentence in isolation. Matthew Kennedy is the worst halfback in AFL football. He's not a halfback. He can take a, a good mark. He can't defend to save himself.
0: You know who else has a good relationship with uh, Sam Doherty down there? Who? Weirdering. Yeah. Again, that's what I mean by... One
1: lost a testicle, one lost 450K. <laughs> what
0: would you rather lose? My testicle. <laughs> well, you've got the kids now. You don't need the testicles, really. No. There's something it. about it. You don't need both of them, but if someone came up to he, you. Nah no, he's got a, he's got
1: a prosthetic. It's uh, a it's a it's a it's like a little,
0: little silicon testicle. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's something weird about it where you're like, I don't really need it, but
1: That's the number, by the way. 450.
0: Yeah, I don't really need that second nut, but I sort of I was born with it. I kind of don't want to give it up.
1: Knowing that it's 450, you could understand the the mental challenges that have
0: I keep saying it. I, I reckon there's – However, sh- however. I'm shocked that there's no recourse for him to get that back because, like, surely the bank would, no,
1: he, He's transferred it. But
0: no, but, no, but he was – It's like was, me
1: transferring you 10 grand and then no, go. oh. No, no but oh, no, but I Sean haven't Sean asked for it. No. Could someone else give but, it to you? No, them?
0: but I haven't acted like your bank. I haven't used a sophisticated skimming method to act like your bank and send you emails from an authentic account and texts from an authentic account. I'm
1: sure if they track them down, he'll get it back.
0: That's not going to happen. Well,
1: that's all the banks. The police
0: are too busy pulling people over for staring at their phones at the red light, But to stop blokes stealing millions of dollars. But the police really are. I didn't think
1: someone of Jacob Wietering, especially in the interview, he speaks so well. But but
0: are you not sympathetic? Are we fucking speaking about this every week for some reason? Are you not sympathetic? To, he's a very switched-on, intelligent guy. Oh, then, then how were you no, transferring? I, I agree, but are you not somewhat sympathetic then to... It must have been pretty convincing ruse. Like, it must have been, like, for someone like him to have the wool pulled over their eyes, you're sort of going, you need to be a bit more clued in sure. I, absolutely. But at the same time, it must have been a pretty convincing forgery, the whole thing. Someone's calling him, you know, they've got all the details, all that kind of stuff. You're like, again... Even if that was me, um, you know, you'd be going, oh, I might just come down to the branch to have this conversation. If I was Thank the you. police,
1: I'd be knocking on the doors of Carl Norman and Lawrence Engwin just to make <laughs> sure to see what they've been up to.
0: That's one of my favorites when Kuda said he looked over and I think Carl was wearing a big like Danny Zuko style tracksuit and he was like just on the the stationary bike and he was just you sweating like you wouldn't he was sweating like Pat Rafter at the Australian Open. And, like, he just said, I don't don't think he's quite right. I think there's something amiss there. The fact
1: that they rang the club to say we're unwell and not coming into training and then robbed their teammates'
0: houses. (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny. Timbo still
1: maintains that Lawrence Angleman was, like, this megastar. It's
0: not Ocean's Eleven-style sophistication, is it? No. (laughs) Who's who's the Geelong bloke? (laughs) It was a prank. It was a prank. (laughs) <laughs> they went to rob yeah. one of their
1: teammates whilst their teammate was home.
0: Yeah, But they were just at the wrong, yeah, at the the wrong, wrong house. house. You know what I like about that though? Like it seems to have been dealt with, if they weren't footballers, they would probably be more harshly dealt with. Yeah. But it was dealt with the right amount of common sense <laughs> to be like, look, don't ever do that again. Yeah. We accept that you were attempting to play a prank on your friend. You have however broken and entered... The wrong house, yeah. you idiot.
1: It scared the living shit out of somebody.
0: So, so what what are your closing thoughts on Doc? Sorry, you you come around on that?
1: I agree with you. He needs to be playing on the halfback line because just, his his output isn't
0: We've got guys who have strengths in certain positions, just play them right. there. Yep. Don't need to overthink it. And small forwards, do you have anything on that?
1: Oh, we touched on that before. That there I was aside, and I always wasn't great last night, but I was aside we're getting nothing out of them.
0: Are you again? I'll use the word. Are you sympathetic to how we move the ball?
1: Yes, but once it's there, are they slow?
0: They're not lightning.
1: It seems like we can't, and we can't tackle. We can't. We don't. <laughs> st- we don't stick tackles.
0: I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> when, and when I said lightning, you know the. <clears throat> Who was it? Tennessee did the brilliant fixture video. Yes, yes. Lightning McQueen. It <laughs> <laughs> <Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. laughs> was very good. It's the Cowboys, 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 <laughs> and then like, they've got written Cowboys faults. Col- <laughs> <on. laughs> it was very good, but that one with the, the lady, <laughs> the Chargers bolt comes up. <laughs> goes, oh, Lightning, Lightning McQueen. McQueen. <laughs> ah,
1: that was very good. That um, was very good. I'm sympathetic. I don't know. I don't know, I don't the know the if he's on the forward. list, and I'm not going to go him hard. Okay. Because he's a first-year player, and I think he's shown some glimpses.
0: You're going to go Ollie Holland's, aren't you?
1: And I just—I said to Aldo, I turned and I said, every time he gets the ball, it gets smothered, and his next three kicks were smothered. I'm like,
0: it wasn't David Caruso there. We had a lot of smothers,
1: but he gets smothered all the time. I don't know if he's just his action is very.
0: I understand what you're saying, and it wasn't a great night for him. Again, I don't want to make it about when we bring up Paddy Dow. Yep. Forget the name. Forget yep. the name, whatever. We've got a guy in the twos. Brand of, X. <laughs> Brand X. When we talk about him, um, all the baggage aside, we've got a guy playing in the twos who plays inside, clearance winning. You're playing on the SCG. It's a smaller ground. Not only
1: that, he's dominating.
0: You're playing on the SCG. It's a smaller ground. There's going to be more contests. They've got an experienced kind of you know biggish midfield, so yeah. to speak. Um, he's in good form. This, this game, this ground doesn't suit Hollands at the moment. No. 18, 19-year-old Oli Hollands, who's very slight. He'll get bigger, he'll get stronger, he'll get fitter. At the moment, doesn't really suit him. The gap between the arcs is 40 metres, not a lot of space for a wingman. Horses for courses, Vossie.
1: Mm.
0: Horses for courses.
1: And if you are going to be that that winger who can cover, the, you know, get the meterage, you're then going to be in a lot of the play. Yeah. You've got to impact. And he's just – he's slight of build. He's in his first year. I'm not – Sliding the kid, but I think he needs a spell. And early early doors, we had a few injuries. Now, whilst he hasn't been amazing, Cottrell has shown
0: he's coming and been alright. Yeah. He's been alright. And last and his efforts last night. Yeah. Especially at certain stages, he was everywhere. And it was like I, I still have misgivings. He feels a bit like the new Ed Curno, where you're like. He's solid. He's solid and he he shouldn't be – people might hate saying that he shouldn't be a long-term player.
1: No. Well, mind you, it's still playing. It's
0: still playing. But this is what I fear. We're like, he's a solid contributor, works his bollocks off, does all the right things. That's great. We sort of do need to want for better. We do need to want for better than that. Oh, no, it's another mid-2010s banger. Oh, no. Chainsmokers. It is the Chainsmokers.
1: And my girl, I love her.
0: Uh, I don't even know what she looks like. She could be sitting in the room and I'd go, who are you, madam?
1: She tries very hard to make herself look unattractive. Yeah. I think she's naturally pretty. I love her voice.
0: She's very breathy, isn't she?
1: In her vocals? Yeah. She's very unique. She's one of those artists that... You've touched on something here. This is she, that's a Fabian favourite. Fabian's actually got a Spotify playlist just called Halsey. Oh, there you go. Um, it's
0: got lots of Barry Hall work on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hall of notes. She just um, a little nah, Hall, big,
1: Hall songs. Big Halsey fan. I think just she did a country music television mashup with. She's not a country music singer, obviously, but uh, I think her name was Chelsea Bellarini or Casey Bellarini. And you go on and they they sing each other's songs, Mm. essentially. I'm not a massive live music fan. It sucks. These girls fucking ripped it apart.
0: Fab, we've spoken about this before. Live music sucks. Why am I paying top dollar to see an inferior version of something I already own?
1: Do you know why live music sucks? And and a lot of it is band- Sounds you
0: you You can
1: get in the booth and you can- Lay down a track, and you can clean it up and do whatever. You sing it as many. A lot of vocally, but you get Halsey on a mic. Doesn't matter where she is, her voice is amazing. That's fine. You get Whitney Houston on a mic, you know, before she was a coke fiend and dead. Um, she could carry it. Yeah, she could sing live, Mm. not run up. Like people used to go, "Oh, Michael Jackson mimes." Well, fucking hell, he's He's dancing, dancing his ass off. And
0: and you're seeing the show. Yeah, The the show isn't him singing as such.
1: Yeah, but that live performance on – I'm sure people will tell us what her name. I'm pretty sure it's Kelsey Ballerini. Have you – I've got a question. I'm not an unattractive girl as Tim likes to – that's a Tim line.
0: She's actually not uh, difficult to look at. And you're going, okay, so she's good looking.
1: And Halsey did – yeah, it was –
0: I like how Tim wants to qualify that she's not unattractive as opposed to she is attractive. Yeah, You're like, okay, thank you for that.
1: You can use less – Let's character him. Just, just, just tell us.
0: Have you reached the stage? i have going through creating these playlists. I've reached the stage where I'm like, I put in like top songs of 2018 or 15 or whatever. Yeah. And it brings up like the Billboard Top 100 and yeah. the Triple J Top 100 and the, I just skim through it. The
1: Billboard Top 100 is gone. American music used to reflect what the Globe used to listen to. It's
0: very insular.
1: At the moment it is horrifically you go through the Billboard Top 100, you won't know seventy-eight I mean, artists.
0: I'm going through the top one hundred from these years, Triple J as well.
1: Everyone's called little. And little just, something. No,
0: but I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, I don't fucking like there are some you we should know call the, you
1: little Shawnee B. <laughs> you
0: know, you know the you know the article, like oh. sorry, the artists. Yeah. You know the artist like I like, I know Halsey or I know
1: yeah.
0: cha- I know of the chain smokers, or I know
1: I couldn't name you another
0: chain Do a leaper or whoever I know of. Whatever, you're, but you're reading these things, and it's like I don't know any of these songs. I know like I,
1: one, I know, I, I know doer songs, but
0: I know like probably two percent of the songs yeah. in these big lists. Yeah. Where I could I could be like, oh yeah, that's.
1: But not only that, and whistle it or something. Back in the day.
0: So sorry, but my point is, I've, I've I've what this is. I've had this feeling for a long time, but what this has convinced me of is that I've reached the stage now quite comfortably where I don't need any new
1: new music. music.
0: I'm if a band I really like, like that releases an album,
1: I'm like that. But I'm, I won't shut off. If I hear something I like,
0: I'll go, oh, yeah, that's
1: nice. And I'll add it to a playlist. And then if I hear another song, then I'll start to go, oh, maybe this person's worth looking into. That's how I got on to Post Malone. That and the Elva special in which he dominated. My boy Post.
0: He's a weird cat. He's very weird. Right. Every so often Twitter. I don't
1: think he'll be walking the planet for too much longer. Yeah,
0: Twitter every so often. Probably once every six months there's those tweets about him being in a bad place (laughs) and they've got the photos and you're like, he does look like he's um, in a bad spot.
1: I like post. Um,
0: Probably made a mistake with all the face tattoos.
1: That's the least of his problems.
0: I think it was the start of them.
1: He's He's a recidivist substance abuser. So. He's
0: a habitual line stepper. <laughs> He's
1: a habitual. <laughs> it's one of the great lines. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like there's – back in the day, especially in the US, if you were a celebrity, you you were something – everybody knew you. Now, you might not – that might not be up your alley. It might be a musician or an or an actor or an actress. But there used to be – the stars, it was a limited number of stars in the world. I'm talking about proper, proper – Well,
0: you think about UK acts, what a de- – even the Beatles, you wanted to
1: crack like the America. Rolling
0: Stones, like it'll crack America.
1: Yeah, everyone in America, look, watch whatever, watch a, a, a big boxing fight or or watch an NBA finals, and they'll go to the bench or the the areas where the celebrities are, and you go,
0: I don't fucking I don't know, know who this who, man is,
1: who you are, yeah, little Uzi and little this and and
0: what? Mate. Sometimes they're big too. Sometimes it's you know,
1: it, it, it's big a big
0: Dwayne yeah. or something. You are like okay. Hey, mate. And just like, how
1: are you? Fam- how are you people making this fame? And this, and it goes especially with music. The Americans have become so insular.
0: But particularly now too, where it's actually never been harder to make money in music. It's just so. How are you making so much money that I've never heard of you, but you're enormous? You there should, you is there's have so be- much more music,
1: yet it's not any good.
0: Mm, that is true.
1: But they've got these celebrities that like, oh, I like this, and you, you try to go. Oh, I'll give them a go because I. I like this type of music and that type. Of, I'll, I'll listen to something
0: and you listen to it and you go, it's shit. <laughs> Speaking of which, chicken salads. <laughs> um, is there any? I've got one chicken salad. Okay. So this is the BYO new chicken salad format, which I'm certain you've forgotten it's about.
1: It's a crouton less chicken salad this week.
0: So I thought that Brody Camp and Weeders yep. played quite well. Yes. A so couple of times
1: going for the. The only issue I have with Brody. Brody likes to attack the football. I like
0: mm-hmm. his kicking was better last night,
1: and he'll he'll paddle the ball in front of him. And this come he might be a little clumsy and not unlike me in the sense that
0: when you fell over on Royal Parade.
1: <laughs> no, it's it, it's it's hard for him to manoeuvre once he's got a bit of head up, like a head of steam up. He, he's he's kind of hard to. He's
0: like a train on tracks.
1: And there's times where he overruns the ball, and it's like, no, no, no. If you're going to go and you're going to impact the ball, you impact it, whether it be mm. in the air or on the ground, you can't overrun it or you can't go to ground because then once you're out of the contest, we're fucked.
0: Yeah, well, I agree. I, but, I, but he can work on that. He can I, work on that. I just that. get frustrated too in that he played a couple of weeks ago. He gets dropped for one or two weeks and then he's back in and it's sort of you kind of like just you need to just just keep him keep him in, in the team, particularly yeah. given where we are now. Yeah, You need to just keep him in the team because yep. he's out of contract. And we're kind of no closer to. Are we comfortable giving him another one?
1: We don't know. I don't yeah. know.
0: So we have got to play him. But I thought that uh, I thought that Kemp and Weeders individually uh, and then as a tandem weren't bad. Yep, I thought they were all right. Um, chicken shits. Goal kicking. We mentioned it earlier. Yep. Um, we just need to be creating better, higher percentage looks. Absolutely. We need to convert what we do, clearly, but we also yeah. need to be realistic and, and mm. contrast wherever you look at – watch another team yeah. play footy this weekend and look where they're generally taking their shots from. That's right.
1: We, and we now, take... There's going to there's be times where you're coming down the wing and you've got no other option. You go wide to an available player. That's fine. Mm. Like Jack's taken a few shots lately from tight angles and he's actually had a
0: eh, decent crack
1: at nearly all of them. Just hasn't, hasn't nailed one. But you think, okay, you accept that. Yep. However, when every shot is from those hard to reach, hard to reach, hard to um,
0: It's like a score. toothbrush, those hard to reach places. That's right.
1: That's, you've got to use a um, an orbital. The circular head. Yeah.
0: The oscillating head.
1: Correct. Um, What's the guy's name from the Oral-B? This is someone whose face can't be shown.
0: Nine out of ten dentists apparently agree. Rob, I think his name was. Uh, this yeah, is Rob. Yeah, it's Rob, from, uh, Rob um, D'Angelo or something. No, they never said a surname. One name. of Tim's mates.
1: <laughs> works of
0: phrases. Yeah, works of phrases. You know, um, Gary <laughs> Gary Delberto doesn't listen. Shout out to him. Shout out, not <laughs> listening, not a fan. It's actually can't hear, deaf. Um, chicken shits our sub choice. Now, in the end, because it, the it only worked out by in, in the end the the only man who Ed could reasonably be a like for like replacement for knocked himself out maybe twice. So Ed came on. As a perfect replacement for George Hewitt in the end. Yeah. But he was the wrong choice to be the sub. Yep. Tactically and to cover for injury, just uh, what are we doing? Yep. What are we doing? Uh, Just dumb. And then last one for the chicken shits, our preparation. Now, I say this because did it look like we'd done any close quarters contest workers prep? We were so fumbly.
1: Fumbly. When they made the comment, obviously you weren't there, so you watch on TV like I did. The comment of, oh, it's perfect conditions. It's like there's no Jew out there. I'm thinking, you're basing this on what? Because we've been fumbly as all help. And to quote the great Tim Davis, if handballing to the feet of your teammates was a skill you'd want, we'd be premiership favourites.
0: No, absolutely.
1: And that's just- all we do is deliberate. Like, we don't, we don't help ourselves. And I that's got nothing to do with game plan, Voss, any. You got to You got to bloke ten meters away. If you can't hit him, either by foot or by hand, that's un, that's inexcusable.
0: I agree. I agree completely. Completely.
1: Well, on, me, it's gonna be hard.
0: Oh no! This is devastating. All right. We're going to go to you, Fabaganoush, Yep, fucking idiot. This week's SI Morales Memorial Buster Nut Trophy winner is... I'm going to
1: go with Jacob Wietering.
0: He's actually correct for the first time in weeks. <laughs> it's actually a good result because I... Um, it,
1: was, it wasn't It was hard.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> My last night's performance, it was not hard. I got Tim to, to send me a message in case you got it wrong yep. where he would say, Jacob Wietering, okay. Uh we don't need to use it because you got it right. Um, so that's a good result. So it is Jacob we He's this week's Bustin' Up winner. Um, the mailbox now we'll move on to. Where's my sting for the mailbox? It's there. Time check? <laughs>
1: You've got mail. No, the real time. Oh, 6.30. I was going to say, the natives will be getting restless. Well, fuck them. And hungry.
0: Let them get restless. Chris Marantelli leads us off. If the French had colonised Australia rather than the British, Australian rules football likely wouldn't exist. Are our current woes caused by Voss's game plan, the players' ineptitude, or the dithering of Jean-Francois La Perouse in January of 1788? It's a combination look, look, of let's,
1: all of them. Let's, it's, it's, look, I, I, I'd i happily blame the French. Bugger him. Those Have
0: me. you seen that... Um, Orson Wells when he's doing the wine ad and he's absolutely bladded no, I think it no. was a beer ad. Maybe he was doing some some alcohol ad. It's on YouTube, and he's he's just he's gone off his fucking tits. And he, at one point he goes, ha, ha, "The French," <laughs> it's just madness. It's brilliant. Um, Speaking of French, Paul Pogba
1: had another child.
0: Did he? Yep. So he's got two more children than games he played this year. Yep. yep. <laughs> Jesus, you want to speak about heartless? Just injured again? Mercenaries. Um. Michael
1: Jordan's like eerily staring at me in the face, all episode.
0: He's too. He's very intense. Uh
1: Great definition on those shoulders, though.
0: Very good. Very shiny as well. They've lacquered him up. <laughs> yeah. Before he did the shot.
1: Um. That's one of the most famous. The wings. Yeah. Um. I like this one. It's like the – I don't know what it was. It was like the what are all 20th the, anniversary. But
0: what are all the tats meant to be?
1: They're like MVP, the logo, the baseball bats. It's, it's all Jordan, you now 45, okay. five-time MB, MVP. It's just all Jordan stuff.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Christian Chapcoon. given we won't get to hear the three 90s bangers this season, can you just play them anyway? I'm keeping him in reserve.
1: Yeah, we'll win a game. Jesus – look, it's doom and gloom, but – it ain't that bad. I'm
0: keeping him in reserve. And I've got to be honest with you, if we had just fallen over the line last week, I probably would have held the three I've got.
1: You want them for a rousing victory?
0: At the moment, I'll take any victory. But partway through last night, I was like, I'm not burning these on just like a real ho-hum. You
1: know you're hyping these up.
0: I don't I, – I'm You ever I'm thought happy
1: of putting it out to a, like a test group?
0: No, I don't need to. Okay. Um, Nicholas has asked Tim a question. Tim's not here. So we can't do that. Um, Simon Keane. Cook seems reluctant to want to publicly grab the reins of the club that's in disarray. The president's in legal dire straits and needs to go. Coaching is a mess. So who will lead us? Obviously the Price Coopers thing, which I'm not totally across. I'm not
1: across any of it. But
0: Sayers is sort of mired in that, which isn't ideal. Yep. No, Simon, we definitely need him to take the reins. We absolutely need him to take the lead. Yep. And if he's not prepared to, well, that's another Move conversation. Move someone. That's another conversation altogether. Yep. You're, you're the CEO. You're not a babysitter. Yep. You need to step in. Um, Sam Eliano, Dow's had plenty of chances in the past, but, what, uh, but he has done all that he can in the VFL. His paper's of stamp, but someone should be asking the match committee, what if he's another Liam Jones? What if we give him a go and he surprises us and can forge a new future? That's an incredibly rational way of looking at it. People always talk about having previous chances, and he has played a bit of football. His previous coaches were sacked because they were no good. Yeah. What does that tell you about the development, the club, all that and stuff? And the
1: other thing with Paddy Dow, he got a lot of games under bolts and then when Teague, uh, Teague, Teague started, he Teague's obvious reign were, to Paul was to put the experience back in the midfield. Yeah. You know, Murph. You Kerno. Know, in, in particular, Kerner. Do you know what I mean? These guys who were. Ed, Ed was transformed into a small forward. Jesus he he had that afternoon of it. Remember, he gets Sydney?
0: What about that time when. He was
1: kicking dribble kicks what, along the boundary and, and nailing them. What
0: about that night when the ball just kept coming in and the wrong Kerno kept marking it? <laughs> just going, what is happening? Uh, Tim W., any chance of playing some bangers from 1948 to 1967? Uh, we were pretty crap for a lot of those years as well. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. We could get some minstrel sort of ragtime stuff going.
1: Alexander's Ragtime Band.
0: Yeah, we could do that.
1: My father-in-law sings that all the time, because obviously my son's name's Alexander. Is he? Big L. Jolson fan, Dave Walsh,
0: the jazz singer. Hmm.
1: Sound in movies. He's been he's been erased from history.
0: He's some. What do you mean?
1: Because of the whole blackface thing.
0: Well, I mean it's a different time, wasn't it? Mm. Um, Scorched Earth, uh, Mister Les Grossman. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, <laughs> Flaming dragon <laughs> yeah. okay. Oh, okay Flaming, Flaming dragon. dragon Fuck, fuck face, face. <laughs> Why don't you take a step back And fuck your he own goes, face goes and literally
1: fuck your own face The best part of that whole conversation It's the
0: fat fingers No, nah, the best part of that whole conversation Is when it ends <laughs> at the end he goes Can you find out who that was?
1: <laughs> he goes I, I
0: run I don't care what Pan Pacific yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pan Pacific power play bullshit <laughs> you got going on <laughs> Uh, if Longmuir <laughs> can change the way Frio plays in-season, why can't Voss? Near identical brands of footy to begin. Two different paths taken since two drastically different outcomes. Writing is on the wall um, another season. Wasted for any potential success with this list. Yeah, 100%. that You can change mm. if you're prepared to.
1: As Tim said last week, if I can change.
0: And you can change.
1: Then everybody can change. Everybody
0: can change. Yeah. It's um, That's very true. It's very, very, very true. Have I played all the bangers? No, you're one short. I'm one banger short. Um, That's it for uh, the mailbox. We're going to go now onto – where's my next thing? There it is. Johnny Raincloud. Have you got a Johnny Raincloud? I do. Yes. What a win. Give it to me.
1: It's more of a – it's it's the frustration around the, the soft cap. This department football
0: related. What are you talking about? This is football related. Yeah, but Johnny clouds aren't meant to be football related. Why? They to be slice of life.
1: They put a cap on it so that teams with excess funds like Collingwood can't invest more than what a North Melbourne would by way of putting on people who do this and people who do that. and All of a sudden, you've got a football department that's four times bigger than North Melbourne's. Mm-hmm. Given that there's only 18 clubs, soon to be 19, I don't understand why it's a financial cap rather than...
0: A personnel cap.
1: You've allowed... And these are just... I don't know how many people are actually... written. In. So, so your football six department... Six assistants, yeah. one head coach, one... So you've got,
0: just say... Your 20, strength and conditioning team can have five people. In.
1: That's it. You've got a 37-person cap. North Melbourne have a 37-person cap. Everyone's got it. Now what you pay those people, and therefore if you need to sack someone and bring someone else in, because all you're doing is hampering the AFL product. Mm. Like Carlton should be ringing the AFL going, we would have got rid of this bloke a year and a half ago, but we can't.
0: Basically, you're damning us. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree.
1: And we're not getting an advantage. We just want to replace him. So why is it financial cap and not personnel cap?
0: Yeah, why don't you say oh, even more to that? Why don't you say if you pay that, someone out, it's out of the cap,
1: and then that way people can earn a living okay. because everything's so low because certain clubs can't pay for it.
0: Well, fuck, make more money. This is like the F one when Minardi are whinging about it being too expensive. Paul Stoddard and you're like fucked Formula One. you You're Like get out then. Excuse my French, but he he just he, like get out. You weren't
1: in, you weren't rich enough for Formula One. If you can't afford
0: to compete, don't compete.
1: You tell me. That old mate Zach Zach Brown doesn't oh. look like Timbo, especially with the headphones on.
0: He Zach Brown is hopeless. How he has failed upwards. I reckon McLaren bought him in because he's American and they wanted American investment. And they F1 breaks into the US. He is hopeless, and he's got a promotion. He's shit house. Wasn't he at Bathurst last year for some? Because oh, they own McLaren and the, the the interests of the team and the brand and own whatever. Yeah. My Johnny Raincloud is slightly less important than that. You know what I really hate of late. You know when you go to a supermarket that's not your local Coles or Safeway, mm. and it's better, and they've got different things, and you're like, "So why be, don't I have that?" So a really really small example on the way back from our last record, I stopped at the um, Safeway on in Heidelberg.
1: That's a new one, yeah, a yeah new yeah. one, yeah. yeah it's got was, the underground parking, yeah, and, stuff, and I yeah.
0: was like, "Oh, so I got to get something for dinner or whatever." So yeah. I was like, "No worries." So I pulled in, I stopped there, I'm walking around, and I grabbed a um, some sort of meal. And then I thought, oh, I'll see what they've got, if anything's on sale in the lollies. You or You found anything. the lettuce? No, 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 please. They've been off the market for 20 years. But I walked down and I had these new Paschal, um Wine gums? No, they're like a marshmallow, chocolate marshmallow, you know, marshmallow covered in chocolate, but there's some jam. Ooh. And it's quite nice. I thought, I'll give them. they're on sale. They're a new product like, or something.
1: We used to call them boobies, right? They're, they're, you know those those, I think they're called chocolate royals. Yeah, maybe. But without the biscuit, obviously. No biscuit. Choco rolls used to have a little bit of jam. So what then the- a marshmallow, and they'll dipped in chocolate.
0: What were the Santas called? What were they called? <sighs> marshmallow Santa. It's probably just called that. I don't know. But anyway, quite, I know what you're talking about. I saw though. them and I thought I'll give them a go. They're on sale. They're obviously a new product. And I bought them and I was like, oh, they're actually quite nice. Mm-hmm. And then like a few days later, I'm at my Safeway and I thought, if i could get some of those. Um, they weren't bad. I'll see you. Know, don't have them. Don't have them. Where are they?
1: What irritates me is that.
0: Why are they not stocking the same thing?
1: Why isn't every Woolies or Coles the you, same format? Uniformed. Aisle one is whatever. Yep. Aisle two is this. Aisle three is confectionery. Aisle four. Like, why am I playing roulette?
0: Yeah, why? But more, more importantly, why am I wandering around like an idiot trying to look for what I want?
1: Coles have now got this, especially where we are. I don't go to any other Coles other than my local, but they've got like this half an aisle. They've gone full Aldi for half an aisle where it's just random, just like weird stuff. I bought a neck massager, <laughs> top like shelf. A, it's like, like an axe or something. 45 right? bucks, top shelf.
0: There's like a miniature barbecue next to a miniature neck massager. Ne- but every week it's something next different. to a, a trowel and like fork set for your garden. It's just weird. That is weird. So that's why I saw my Riles. Why I. Uh, S.I. Morales Johnny Rankler Johnny Rankler Why are they not stocking the same shit? That's my one Oh no the It's the last you mid-2010s you banger like magnet, well, my heart is uh, it's not bad this little ranger is it? Oh shit A lot of these songs sound like the same like you, He like can like mix it up They're a bit similar And then he just, you know, whatever Oh. I kind of wish he had a in the in the tube, to be honest.
1: I liked, so his first album uh, was probably my favourite.
0: Why do we play that, Timbo?
1: Because the blues are no good, Sean.
0: Good work, Timbo. <laughs> Have you got any, uh, you, got a, you got a thought there for me on what's his face?
1: On Ed? Yeah. No, I'm saying I, I was on to him early. I liked it when he was a bit more. You know, lyrically driven. Now he's more hits driven. Mm. Um, Drum machines. and Kelly likes him more now, but when he gets it right, he gets it. I right. like
0: how you frame that. Like her taste, she has lesser taste.
1: No, she didn't like early Ed Sheeran. She's like, oh, he's boring. But you know, I don't like. Stuff. I don't like when Ed starts to
0: rap. You'd- yeah, that's a bit. That's a bit shit ass. Oh no, we're doing it. We're gonna wrap the show up. With a millionaire question Tim Davis, Chaiwala, Donvale, not here In steps Fabaganoush It's the hot seat He's out, (laughs) I'm in He's passed You ready for your millionaire question? Yes Which of the following Marvel superhero characters Was not created By Stan Lee? A Wolverine B Iron Man C the incredible hulk or d the black better you're gonna give me nothing for that are you you're gonna give me nothing for the black
1: the black Bainter. we're saying it like is it forrest Whitaker? forrest Whitaker. Yeah.
0: he this man has won an academy award and put in some of the worst performances ever seen on cinema
1: he's the the last king of scotland didn't he yeah
0: brilliant performances Idi Amin. Brilliant. Um, and then he turns up in other things. Brilliant in The Colour of Money. He's got a little, a little role in that as a, as a, as a hustler and uh, turns up in other stuff and horrendous.
1: I often confuse him in my mind with uh, the guy who played um, Charles
0: Dennis. Green <laughs> in nothing like it.
1: Just a big black bloke.
0: I thought you were going to say Dennis Haysbert, at least. Early, um, uh, Pedro Serrano.
1: Am I getting a 50-50? I need a 50-50. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like it how you, you just. There's no shame. You, you, the question turned into a, a begging request. Um, yeah, I'll give you a 5th fif- i I'll give you a fitty-fitty. Okay. I'm going to knock out Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk. So Stanley, which of the following Stanley uh, Marvel characters did Stanley not create? Wolverine so it's either Wolverine
1: or, or the Black Panther. The
0: Black Panther.
1: <laughs> well, you've. What you've done, and I haven't done a Timbo. Timbo. I've
0: got to say, Sean, I really don't know.
1: Diatribe of crap. Yeah. You're just To which be... then he goes, You're... I'm thinking it's between A and B, and then you make sure it's...
0: You're just on pure feel.
1: I was going to say Incredible Hulk, but mm-hmm. you've taken that off the table for me. Yes. So my gut is telling me the obvious answer would be the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So I will lock in a Wolverine.
0: Stanley, very prolific back in the day, incredible uh, creative mind. When you look back on all that he, put
1: give me Wolverine's name, Logan. Does he have a surname?
0: No, Hewitt. Occasionally is in. And in the Black Panther cannon. is who? T'Challa. T'Challa, does he have a surname? I think it's just T'Challa. So Wolverine, Iron Man, the Incredible Hulk, Black Panther. You went for Wolverine. You are... What's happened? Why isn't this working? That's correct. I'm 100%. He's got it right. So Wolverine debuted in the final panel of Incredible Hulk number 180, which was published in 1974. He was created by Roy Thomas, Len Wayne and John Romita Sr., legendary artist John Romita. Uh, his, His son... Also worked for the company. Um, he was a typical of a slew of tough, hard-talking anti-heroes who emerged in the aftermath of the Vietnam War. And after appearing in The Hulk, he would obviously join the X-Men. Uh, Iron Man was created by Stan Lee. Uh, Larry Lieber and Don Heck, uh, Jack Kirby as well, um, first appeared in 1963, founded The Avengers, uh, had his own series in 68. The Incredible Hulk was founded by Lee and Jack Kirby and the Black Panther Lee and Kirby created uh, creation as well. Um, he first appeared in The Fantastic Four. In 1966, Stanley Kubrick doesn't
1: have an issue with sharing his credit, unlike a one <laughs> Bob Kane. Have you seen that doco? Yeah, oh, it's not good. On, on your recommendation, yeah, it's yeah. not
0: good. It's been shafted. It's not a good watch. And more than that, the worst part about it is the whole industry seemed like complicit in it. Yeah, and just shafted poor old. Um,
1: the other Bob. Uh, I can't think of his name. F-
0: uh, finger, Bob yeah. Finger. He's lost it. <laughs> I think though, I think Marvel too, different sort of company, and a little bit later as well. I think he was. I think one of the technical things too is, if a character appears for the first time, these comics had this thing where everyone got credit. So if you were the writer, if you were the artist, yeah, you kind of help bring it to life. So you kind of get co creator Yeah.
1: Again, but when, the creator of the character is is. Uh,
0: again, when you're Stan Lee and you're probably sitting there thinking, sometimes you just have to be well adjusted enough as well to go. I haven't done this on my own. I'm not going to lose anything by sharing some credit. Yep. I still get the byline of created by. This is an okay result for me. Um, that brings us to an end. That's good. That brings us to an end. I've you, probably got starving children. You got one. it right. Well, I mean, Marcus Rashford's just around the corner. He can come by and help him out. <laughs> uh, come out and, and flick some, some uh, pre-made meals. Kick them. Kick them from the – Well,
1: Alexander won't be too hungry because whilst we've been recording –
0: He's probably been eating whatever he wants.
1: <laughs> He's been <laughs> rummaging through the cupboard. He's
0: like a little rat, just rummaging through the pantry.
1: When we went out there before, what did he have? He had a boost juice, just just open on the floor. He had a what else did he have? He had a pack of chips
0: and that mix max thing
1: and that yeah, the trancetto, yeah. which I'll get you to try. I don't know if what it's you- it's the it's the poor cousin of a mix max, but it, you're not making it appetising at all. Kelly seems to like him. What can I say? <laughs>
0: Well, that brings us to an end, uh, Tim Davis. Uh, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, of course. Um, you know, it just reminds me of the chat I was having with, uh, uh, <laughs> what was the name I can think of? Um, Graham uh, Albertson um, the other day. And, yeah. you know, shout, a shout out to Graham. Shout out, shout out <laughs> to Graham. Um, doesn't listen to the show, but good good of him to listen in. Uh, for you, over
1: there at Chinagatsi.
0: For me, Jean-Peter Barge. Thank you very much for listening. We'll probably do it all again next week i don't know hashtag printer dj if you can get the theme of the song we'll give you a shout out goodbye We'll